5: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ben. I hope you're having a
6: wonderful day today, and I am glad you have chosen to download the Ben Maller Radio Show podcast in its entirety, coming your way right about now as we begin a new week Helping you social distance with new audio content daily. Coming up on today's edition of the podcast, the NBA attempted to play horse. H O R S E. The competition ended up like an air ball. We examine the carnage. Derek Carr is moving to Las Vegas and says he's turning over a new leaf with the Raiders. We determine whether that's poppycock or reality. And it's Blind Scott Radio, our longtime caller from Boston, Blind Scott, P1. He calls in and regales us with stories about the life of being blind in Massachusetts. And he also gives some advice and tells wild stories in the Power Hour. We've got Cam Newton dreaming big for his next team. He would like to be a New England Patriot. What are the odds? That happens and some other Surprises along the way, it's all coming your way right now. Have a great day, stay healthy, and here is today's edition of the podcast. Well, it's all about trying, trying to feed the content machine. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live. From the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free, right quote, the polar vortex continuing in the sporting world. As we are back at it to start a new week of wholesome programming here on Fox Sports Radio. I assume... Things are going well. Your weekend was about as good as your week. That's uh, that's generally how that goes. Unless you play for like an NFL team and you go out and have a party, according to TMZ. More on that later. But we are now heading in to day 34. Day 34 since the little world we care about so much, the sports world, shut down. The industrial complex of sports. The last night we had a regular, and it wasn't even regular that last night because a couple of games were postponed but March 11th it was a Wednesday night and that's the night the music stopped in sports the NBA and the NHL had a full slate of games that night some were not played and then baseball and everything announced the day after on March 12th that it's finito and done for now and the waiting game picks up as we uh, as we just kind of hang out and we we're like on a treadmill and we're going around. Uh, now, we are trying some new things, and I've told you that we're treating this show somewhat like Frankenstein's lab, if you will, here. And we're uh, going to try some some different elements to the program. In recent weeks, we've had the Doc Mike Hour, which was very interesting. Doc spent an hour trying to convince me and you to drink urine. That did not go so well. Uh, then we had Tales from the Hood with Sean the Hood Guy. Very popular hour on the show. So the Power Hour theme continues later on. If you're with us in the full journey, we will spend some quality time with the caller affectionately known on this show as Blind Scott, a former caller of the year on the show who has caused all kinds of trouble. Now, i got to tell you, I'm not sure whether Blind Scott's going to flake or not. He said he was going to be there. He sent me an email. He said, don't worry, I'm going to be there. You can. I, I'm going to set my alarm, the whole thing. In the past, we have attempted to have... Blind Scott be part of some some bits. And occasionally, he just doesn't show up. Occasionally, he doesn't show up. So we're planning on having the Blind Scott Hour, uh, the Power Hour, in Hour 3. And uh, we'll see whether that happens or not. If not, we have plenty of other things that we can talk about. But we begin anew this week, and it was billed as a made-for-TV extravaganza. Now, maybe I'm embellishing that, but the perfect tonic. For a barren landscape devoid of any real sports content. Now, what am I talking about here? The people over at NBA Entertainment cooked up a H-O-R-S-E horse shooting challenge. Now, we had mentioned this at the end of last week, and I was not all that excited about it. But I was like, ah, you know, I'll give it a shot. Uh, You had active NBA players mixed with retired players who currently work at ESPN, Uh, Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce. And then they tossed in some WNBA players, and they were spread out all over the country in this weird dimension that we're all visiting right now. Seven different states across the continental United States were represented, literally and figuratively. You had Zach Levine, who was in a town outside Everett, Washington. Uh, You had Chris Paul and Ceno Man just down the street from the – Mothership, the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios in the beautiful San Fernando Valley. And then you had Paul Pierce in a, a secret location somewhere in L.A. I think he was in Bel Air, but I don't know. I'm not sure where his house was. At Chauncey Billups from his location in Denver. So he was making shots in Denver. Trey Young in Norman, Oklahoma. Still loves the college life. And Mike Conley was in Columbus, Ohio. Then someone named Allie Quigley, who I'm told is a WNBA player. I have have never heard of her. Uh, She was outside Chicago in Deerfield, Illinois. You had Tamika Catchings, who used to play in the WNBA. She's in the Alumni Association there in Indianapolis. Now, I don't know if you tried to watch. Uh, I attempted it. I gave it the old college try. I lasted not that long, uh, and then I checked out. Now, I am told... And I didn't see the end of this, but I am told that Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks, Tamika Catchings, and Paul Pierce, along with Chris Paul, all got knocked out of said tournament. It was the opening round. And so that means if they got knocked out, that means that Chauncey Billups, retired NBA player, Mike Conley of the Utah Jazz, Zach Levine of the Bulls, and the aforementioned Ali Quigley. Of the WNBA, who apparently plays for a team called the Chicago Sky. I don't know what that is, but apparently it's in the WNBA. Uh, And they've all reached the semifinals and the championship. And this is going to continue. They're going to drag this thing out. Four more days we got to get through. Actually, well, three more. Today is the 13th. This is heading into a Monday here. So uh, April 16th. And that is a prime time setup again. Now JJ Reddick, not part of the aforementioned contest, currently playing for the New Orleans Pelicans and JJ summed it up and I think he summed it up. my thoughts are very similar to JJ Reddick and he said that the the horse could not be worse. Uh, he says he gave it five minutes hard pass. That was a quote from JJ Reddick. On social media. So let us discuss. Now, the question, what could have made the the competition better? It wasn't very good. Uh, really wasn't good. Uh, what could have made it better, barring the limitations that we have? We obviously have some limitations right now because you can't have it the way it should be. But it certainly could have been better than this. You've got flip phones, boxing lingo, and pro tip. And we will tie all these things together. Now, A... It's obvious that if they had been in the same building, the people that were participating, it would have immediately improved. That's not an option right now. And one of the problems with horse in general, the game of horse, is that this is something that would fall into the category of a very fun activity to participate in but not to watch. Right, Like a three-point contest, a dunk contest, those are – more of an enjoyable experience, in part because chances are, unless you're as good as I am, Moneyball Maller, you don't shoot as well from the outside, so you wouldn't be that great in a three-point contest. And most people can't dunk, so what's the point? But if you play horse or pig, or I used to play B.E. and Ben, ben um, these are generally not a good watch. The viewing experience is not good, and the NBA proved it in this event that they put on in partnership with ESPN especially with participants spread all over the place the production value though even with that being the case the production value it wasn't even really worthy of television it started out with uh, this guy Mark Jones one of the broadcasters from his house in Miami and it was just like it was it was like the connection wasn't really working uh, th- this is something that should have just been broadcast on YouTube in fact even homemade YouTube productions Go smoother than this. Uh, absolutely, it seemed like this was put together with spit and duct tape. That they'd somebody at the NBA is like, all I just right, get a bunch of loogies and some duct tape, and we'll put this thing all together. And in the, in the few minutes I watched, you had it seemed like a two camera setup in each location, and it was friends and family who were holding down. The camera locations, at least it appeared to be. I didn't do a deep dive on that. But it looked like they were using flip phones from the early days of modern cell phone use. And dial-up internet was also being used there. They did not have the hard wire setup, which is odd to me because these all these NBA players are making a gazillion dollars. I don't know about the WNBA, but the NBA guys are making a ton of money. And it was a hard-viewing experience. I would even put it in the trash category. I agree with J.J. Reddick. That this was a hard pass. I did attempt, like I said. I gave it the old college try. He's Didn't now, That's right. Now, part B of it, as we chat here on Fox Sports Radio. So if this is the best of the best that the NBA can come up with in these quarantine times, then they ought to go into the storage cabinet and somewhere in the back of the storage cabinet is a white flag and they should make a hasty retreat. In boxing lingo, one of the great lines, if you're an old-time boxing fan, you know this, Roberto Duran, 40 years ago, no moss, no mas. Uh, that is what I. they should be screaming. Adam Silver should be screaming here, that famous line from that uh, fight against Sugar Ray Leonard back in the day. The NBA should say no moss. Admit defeat. In basketball parlance, you could call it an air ball because it felt like an air ball. And, listen, I understand you're trying. And you, know, you give them an A for effort, but you give them an F for execution. And if you cannot improve the quality, if it's impossible, then what are you doing here? Uh, throw in the towel, give the concession speech, and, and that's it. Call it a night. Now, let me get on my soapbox for a second. Uh, did you really have to put the WNBA into this? I uh, did. Uh, now let's be honest. No one's watching the WNBA. The interlopers crashing the party. And this is a league that the WNBA that has cost the NBA probably over a billion dollars, and I think that's going low. Over the years, the WNBA has been propped up with NBA money, and no one's going to watch the games in in the arenas. No one's watching them on television. They get no ratings, and yet the NBA continues to prop up the WNBA, and, and here are the opportunities. They, 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 God forbid you have an event without trying to shove the WNBA down our throats. Uh, tr- how many of these things have they done? All-Star games for years, they've, they've tried to get that crossover appeal, and it just hasn't resonated with the consumer. And now, in a quarantine time, they're like, ah, no, this is going to work now. Now we get a couple of WNBA people in there, and presto, ta-da, here we go. All right, last word. So for those that say, hey, this is better than nothing, you're just being a hater, Maller. I know the counter argument to this. I'm going to push back because I didn't have high expectations. I did not. We talked about it. It wasn't really something that I was looking forward to watching, but I was like, "Hey, you know, I, I'm Jones in for something to watch here, so I'll check it out." And even by my low standard, it was disappointing. It was a letdown, right? And we're talking about when a you know, plane takes off and then immediately does a nosedive directly into the ground. Uh, this is below the threshold of quality that the NBA has produced. I know the standards lower now because of what's going on here. Um, but the, the reruns of old games, which I'm not all that into either. If I know the outcome of a game, I don't usually go back and watch it. But it, hell, even the video game broadcasts, which are not really for me either, are, are done better than what I saw. Maybe it got better. The, the the horsey competition got better. Uh, but it, it, when I was watching, I was like, whoa, this is, whew, man. This is this is like uh, back in the old days, they used to have public access television. It was like it had that kind of vibe to it. And. But I will point out that you know you have done well in life when you can afford your own backyard basketball court that's aristocrat's level wealthy and not all of them like Tamika Catchings did not have much going on uh, and, and really um what's this guy's name from the uh, Atlanta Hawks uh he he didn't yeah Trey Young Trey Young did not have a whole he had kind of a makeshift uh, setup but then you had Mike Conley who Cook things next level. He has not only does he have a gym, he's got an indoor home gymnasium that's better than most high school gyms across America. And uh, if, if you're someone who enjoyed this, I actually have a pro tip for you. Conley's the guy to bet on if you can you can bet on this kind of stuff. He has several competitive advantages. Not only not only the indoor gym. All these other people were outside when I was watching, so they have to deal with the elements. I know the weather is not generally that horrific, but it did rain in L.A. over the weekend. I know Paul Pierce was complaining about that. So Conley's got the advantage of it's like playing in a dome in hot weather or, or really chilly weather, and the, the elements are fine. And then Conley is also an ambidextrous, uh player. He's known for making shots with both his hands, which gives you a huge advantage in the game of horse, uh, but it's it's nice when you have a 153 million dollar contract, which is what he got with Memphis, and now he's he's still playing under that contract with the Utah Jazz. To to win a game of horse, you got to have some versatility. Uh, now, for me, I. I quickly turned this off because I did not find it enjoyable and I was like I "You know, it's bad enough, I'm I'm cooped up here I can't get out, I don't want to sit here and be bored out of my mind so I, I went back, I've been binge watching, I've been re-watching The Sopranos on demand and so I'm hanging out with Tony Soprano and Pauly Walnuts and Chrissy and the guys and that's helping me get through boredom and that show went on for like a decade almost so I got a lot of shows, I'm only in season 2 I just started this this weekend. I'm in the middle of season two, so I got I got a whole bunch to watch. That'll probably take me for like the next six months if this thing goes uh, that long. Uh, anyway, all right, it is the Ben Mather Show. If you would like to be part of the festivities, we will open the phone lines to you. Always a dangerous thing to do at 877-99 on Fox. That's 877 996 6369 also on Twitter at Ben Maller. Follow me on the Instagram page there. And I tweeted out a photo. I was attacked by a prehistoric animal. If you want to see photographic evidence, I'm not lying by that. Uh, I was shopping over the weekend and a prehistoric animal was on the prowl attacking me. You can check that out. Yeah, I'm not going to name any names, here, but you can see for yourself. There's photographic evidence there. It speaks for itself. Ben Maller on Fox. You can follow me on the Instagram and our Facebook page, which is Ben Maller Show. We'll say hello to the crew. There's some changes to the crew on this edition of the show. And it's all good in the neighborhood. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
3: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it
0: and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody?
1: This is Stephen A. Smith. When
0: I'm not at my day
1: job first you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes
8: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's
11: Mallor 2020, and you can be heard in the democracy of the Ben Mallor Show. We encourage and welcome the voice of the people, that would be you, following the voice of this show. On Twitter, he's at Ben Mallor, And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash podcast. Make that... Oh, boy. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. So, Eddie, were you a fan of Glenn Beckert? Did you enjoy watching him play back in the day? I was an enormous fan of yeah. Glenn Beckert. I mean, how could you not be, you know? I understand. That I was mean, your lead on your up there. Yeah. Was it was amazing.
6: unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. That's Fox Sports Radio history. Eddie you've made history tonight. I haven't
11: made history even <laughs> the, the situation has made history. even
6: Glenn Beckert who may he rest in peace who lived to be what 79 years old even he never imagined that his passing would be the lead story on Fox Sports
11: Radio that is nor an amazing accomplishment nor should he nor should his yeah. family last I will played say this.
6: Eddie, last played Eddie 45 years ago by yeah. the way all four of
11: the stories that I am reporting to you from Sunday yeah. I would Uh, never have mentioned at any other time other than the times we live in right now. Do you think I would mention a horsey competition as my lead on a show? Of course No, no, you would not. Of course would not.
6: No, we are trying to make the old lemonade out of the lemons there. Uh, You know, you got to quote Parcells. I always quote Parcells. You got to make chicken salad out of chicken blank, you know, chicken manure, fertilizer, whatever works for you.
11: I don't like chicken salad.
6: Uh, I'm trying to figure out what my favorite part of... Of that update because i think it's a masterpiece and it should go to the radio television museum in new york city or beverly hills if they're still open uh probably not but what did you mention a former wnba player to coach uh junior college basketball that also got in there that is yes that is wow (laughs) that is outstanding it gets even better it's a learning
11: experience
6: yeah i i understand so is it is it what's better is it the former Cub and Padre Glenn Beckert, or or a WNBA player coaching men's junior college basketball.
11: What is better? Is that What's the, the better story? Yeah, I guess it's the
6: WNBA player. You think so? I think that's the better.
11: Well, the other guy died. It's not really, you know. Yeah, it's not. There's well, no people going die for- all the time. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, no going happens. forward yeah. with that, right? I mean, this yeah. this woman maybe it's her, her, her stepping stone to a major college program. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I'm hearing a
6: buzz. Is anyone else hearing a buzz, by the way? Or am I the only one hearing a buzz? Is it, It's just Maybe it's my headphone buzzing. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I hear uh, a it's humming. I, I hear, is it humming? I hear like a buzz. Little and little hum. I, I didn't hear that before, but all of a sudden I hear that now, so I don't know what's going but
11: on. But hey, you're on the air. Let's look at yeah. the bright side.
6: I don't hear Yeah, it. there you go. All right. Tr- <laughs> see, hear. turn your mic. Maybe it's you, Eddie. Turn your mic off. Let's see here. Mic
11: is that? off on one, two, three.
6: I still hear it. You know who I blame? Chris Perfect. That's who I blame. Neither Chris or I hear it.
12: I hear nothing. I hear
13: nothing. I see nothing. I know nothing.
6: Yeah,
12: Let's get a
13: poll
6: up on this. All right. Am I hearing (laughs) things? Am I hallucinating here? Because I'm definitely hearing things in my head. And maybe I've been hearing things my entire life in my head. It's possible. One thing I know about the Malheur Militia, they never miss an opportunity. To point out when something is not right. So <laughs> if something is not right, they will let me know right away. Yes, hundred percent. If something is right,
11: they don't care about
6: that. No, no, they if don't care wrong, when things are
11: right. Yeah, let
6: yeah. You know. I used to have a boss, you know, one of my early bosses in radio, and uh, I when I first started, I was really concerned about being perfect, and you know, I really wanted to be right all the time, and uh, I was a perfectionist. And one of my program directors pulled me to the side and had a come to Jesus talk with me and explained to me.
14: Yeah,
6: it tried to explain to me how (laughs) how the radio business works and that you should not be perfect. That the listener to radio loves to correct the person on the radio. And they can't get that enough. Well, that
11: is true. He was right yeah. about
6: that. Yeah, and uh, even the great radio legend Rick Dees uh, from back in the day when I worked at KISS AM and Rick Dees was the big star in L.A. radio at KISS FM, Rick would always record the first hour of his show. And uh, and he would record the first hour of his program. And and
11: he Hey, told I think the humming went away.
6: It did go away. So whatever happened there, the humming has gone. Hallelujah. Uh, so... All right, anyway, so just to finish the story on Rick Dees. So so Dees pulls me aside. One of the nicest people in radio I've ever met, and he was a big star in the business and a legendary figure in our, our profession, Rick Dees. Love the guy to death. He pulls me aside and explains to me when he would record his opening hour, like the 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Sometimes he'd do like 5 to 7 and he record it on his morning show. And he said to me, so said, what I do is when I make mistakes, I leave them in there. And he told me, he said, because when people listen to the radio and they hear mistakes, they say, "Well, it can't be on tape. <laughs> it cannot. There's no way it would be on tape." And I thought, you know, what? You're absolutely right. When you hear something,
11: you're like, "Well, it can't, there's no way it could be pre-recorded because then, why would they leave the mistake in there? It would be perfect." That is awesome. That's, <laughs> I met him once here, and I and he was he. I only met him one time, and he introduced himself. And as you said, he was a really big deal for a while. Yeah, and now he's you know he's, the time passes on, other people step in and whatnot. And he introduced himself to me as, hi, I used to be Rick Dees. And I just thought that was hilarious. I'm like, I know who you are, but that's hilarious, man.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like the rock star at one point. And see how quickly it goes. I he, know. See how quickly it goes. And now he's just, most young people have no idea who that is. Like, we're saying the name Rick Dees. And he, he was like, who the, the Ryan F-
11: Seacrest of his day. Was, is that fair? Um,
6: that's about right. Yeah, he had a TV show on ABC. At one point, well, a late night TV show that didn't go very well.
12: Ryan Seacrest literally took his time slot, right?
6: Uh, yeah, that's right. On the, Kiss uh, FM. in uh, in LA, yeah, the Seacrest took over. Uh, uh, I gotta say, uh-huh. if
13: he was still on the air in like 2020, that'd be a really unfortunate last name for D's. These
6: oh. nuts. Oh, geez. Okay. All right.
12: Oh, All right. Yeah. I think it's time for- So, Chris, what here. was the- Did we find out what the buzz
13: was, <laughs> so Chris? What I, was the I, buzz? It, stop, it stopped, and I think what's going on is like either you or Eddie, because you were the only two who had the mics on, uh-huh. uh, someone's computer must have kicked into high gear or something, because I've noticed that sometimes like a fan on the computer to like cool it down, okay, 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 sometimes okay. that kicks in.
6: So that so. had to be Eddie, because Eddie's using the top computers that we had from the year 2000, <laughs> so it has to be Eddie. Like, I have in my, the studio I'm broadcasting from, I actually have newer computers than than Eddie's got to work with there. But uh, anyway, all right. Uh, Rob in Vegas writes in, says, solid opening monologue. However, I think you went a little light on this thing called a horse contest. Even in these quarantined times, I wouldn't have spent one minute on that horse blank. Uh, more importantly, we get more Tiger King Monday night giddy up. Oh, that was today. Yeah, I think this is already out, Rob. I've yeah. yeah. <laughs> not watched it
11: though, so don't. Rob just turned I, I, off the radio. Yeah, Don't
6: Crap. spoil it for I me. Still I still haven't
13: know. finished episode one yet. I gotta stop dragging my feet. Oh, jeez. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I know. I, I've heard it's really good. I just, I, I'm slow.
6: Yeah, it's 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 fine. I could have been maybe one episode less, but I enjoyed it. It was, you know, I I liked it. Why not, uh, Jiggy? Get Jiggy with it, right? So it says you're really to something. A three point or dunk contest is much better. Then horse, a horrible experience, but it's better than nothing, Jiggy says. Uh, Then he says, but you're a genius. Well, thank you, Jiggy. It's very kind of you to call me a genius. I appreciate that. Uh, You should submit those ideas. Well, I did. I submitted those ideas on the radio. There you go. Uh, Rich from the Bay Area writes in and says, don't be effing with me. Sincerely, Rick D's fourth disco duck. That's right. That's what Rick was known for, the disco duck song. That's a, good, that's a good point.
7: All right. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
11: Former NBA player Tamara Moore has been hired as the men's yes. basketball coach at Masabi Range College in Virginia. She is the only <laughs> female head coach of a men's collegiate program in the Didn't country. See you're, that a big movie? That of, a, you're a big that fan of Masabi a, Range, right? It was a 1980s MRC. movie.
6: Wasn't it a 1980s movie, Eddie? It was uh, uh, um, yes, uh, Wildcats.
11: Oh, that was oh, that was Goldie Hawn in football. Goldie Hawn. There that was, was football. Uh, wasn't there a um, I think it was a movie called Eddie, starring Whoopi Goldberg who coached a men's team. I think. another classic. There you go. Yeah. That's a Coop, more updated is, reference uh, Coop, than mine. Yeah, Coop is uh, giving me the thumbs up on that. I think Wildcats was probably a better movie though than Eddie. Oh, she coached the Knicks. She coached the. <laughs> he coached the Knicks. <laughs> what did she win like the lottery and buy the team or something?
12: I don't remember. Uh, how could you well, not she's actually, remember, Coop.
6: Even at this point, at her age, Whoopi Goldberg more qualified than most of the people <laughs> that have coached the Knicks
7: <laughs> over the years. So she hey can yo. slide right in. So, anyway.
6: Is that it, Eddie? That's yeah.
11: all. That's all I got all right. for you. That's all. I can't wait.
6: <laughs> she wins a
12: contest to be their honorary assistant coach. And then she impresses the team owner so much that he
13: <laughs> <laughs> fires the head coach. Uh, James Dolan was I, the owner. I how say, about this, this is really based close to reality here. This could happen.
11: Yeah, that's very reasonable. Very, very reasonable. it has been good I'll, for Sports Talk Radio,
6: right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah, all right, it is the Ben Maller Show as we press on from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote it's all you have to do so i got the doom and gloom crowd who's all over me they can't wait for these games not to be played in sports and they are counting down the days till everything gets canceled mr nice guy not such a nice guy uh says i hate to uh, toot my own horn uh then he sends a uh, screenshot of some story where uh anyone who
11: ever says i hate to toot my own horn is a liar they are too they are exactly tooting their own horn
6: all right, but he's like he now. There's this debate whether or not baseball is going to play in quarantine in like uh, in Arizona or in Florida. Also, I think mostly Arizona's the plan. Over the weekend, there was a wild report that they could just all go to Japan, which makes no sense. But but anyway, so there's a, a story that quotes uh, Ryan Zimmerman of the Nationals, who's uh, saying it's not going to happen. He won't leave his family and all that, and. And that might be true for Zimmerman and a handful of other players. I guess it depends how much money you have, because baseball's got the ultimate power in this. If they want, if the players don't want to earn their money, that's fine, but baseball has every contract's got the doomsday clause in the contract, which they could activate because of what's gone on. If there is no season, these checks that these players get, which are unbelievably large, unbelievably large, For professional baseball players, they're the highest paid of any of our sports. When you look at the overall payroll that is now, I guess the NBA may be per player is higher than baseball. But it comes down to this. If baseball says we have to have a season because we will not be able to pay you the full value of your contract, then it becomes a question of the players have to decide whether or not they are able to save. They've saved enough money to pay their mortgage. Uh, to pay off their seven boats and their five cars and all that other stuff and if the case is that yeah the majority of baseball players don't need the full income then there won't be a baseball season and it's really it comes down to that now i think that when it comes you know push comes to shove they will be willing to do it cuz it's not going to be that long things will eventually get back to a point where the commerce and the the, uh, the government's going to reopen up the country, they'll just have to play games. Most likely, without fans, that would have to be the way that it's done. All right, so Ben Mahler show. Let's go to the phones right now and let's say hello to Blind Sea C- Bass, who's in Tennessee and he is up first. Hello, Blind Sea C- Bass. What's going on, Ben? Are you really blind?
15: Yes, I am. And like I'm telling, i was telling Cooper, uh, or Cooper. I mean, sorry about that, Cooper. But if you go to uh, wsmv dot com, it's a local news station here in Nashville. They actually did a story on me in January. It aired. It was done in December, and they it aired January before the Titans went up to beat the hated Baltimore Ravens.
6: So what? What's so interesting about you? Just that it was mainly just
15: a big giant thank you piece to. Uh, uh, Coach Mac and Mike Keith, who they call the Titans game on the radio, to where because I hate watching them on TV or listening to them on TV, so I mainly listen to the games on the radio and uh, just where I can actually, because I've only been blind six years now, so but to where I can they can I, when they call the game, I can actually see the game in my head.
6: Okay, so you you lost your vision six years ago. I got you, and that's similar to Blind Scott. We're going to do the Power Hour later on with Blind Scott. Now he Ooh. could flake. He's he's been known to flake in the past, Blind Scott. So I'm not sure whether he's going to be there or not. But that's
15: what I told. That's what I told Coop. Is if he does flake out, then I don't mind jumping on. I mean, I give you my life story and let you ask every, any question you want. And I'll answer just. Truthfully, as I
6: can. Well, here's the thing, though. I I don't really, you know, with all due respect. I mean, I'm not. I really know you, Seabass. Like, like Blind Scott's been calling me for like over ten years. Like, me and Blind Scott go way back. Me and him. I. You're a new guy. You're a newbie, right? You're new to the show.
15: No, I've called like three or four times, but just under different names each time.
6: Oh, see, I didn't know because, but now Blind Seabass. That's got some pizzazz to it. That's got the wow factor. Blind Seabass. That's a name that can stick.
15: Yeah, well, it's just like with, um, and I hate to bring up other shows, but Jonas, I call him all the time
6: and yeah. kick his Ooh.
15: tail and either uh, headline or lie or guess that garbage.
6: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got you. But, uh, all right, uh, well, listen, Blind Seabass, keep listening. and if uh, if oh, dude, I, listen
15: does... to, I listen all the time, man, and, and you're talking about these baseball players. Uh, I'm just wondering how Mookie Betts is going to afford his $15.4 million house he's built down here in Nashville.
6: Well, he's going to afford it because he's going to get a big free agent contract. He's already making a ton of money. But that's, but that's the thing I'm talking about, Blind Seabass, is that you have to keep the money coming in. And yeah, maybe well, these guys have all saved Mar- up their money and they don't need to worry about this, and good for them, Mazel Tov, if that's the case. But I, I'm guessing that the majority of baseball players are no different than the rest of us, and that, that even though they make a lot of money, as they, the old quote from Patrick Ewing, they spend a lot of money. All right, thank you, Blind Seabass. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Actually, uh, let's see Let's go to. Real talk, boom, boom 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 in New York City. Hello, real talk. Hey, it's real talk
16: in the hell. What up, my dude?
6: Real talk. Welcome. buddy. How can, it, can we help you, real man. talk? What's on your mind?
16: good. The, the, the people's champ, Real Talk. Everyone loves Real Talk. It was proven on Friday. Ben had me talk to a bunch of callers. Ben thought they were all going to say they hate me, but they adored me, want to kiss me, wrap their arms around me. You know it. It's true, right, Ben? That's a fact, right? You feel me? Are you sure about that?
6: They were all hammered beyond belief. So I don't know. <laughs> I, the sober I, I listeners, agree. the sober listeners, I don't know about mm. that.
16: Hey, yeah. hey, quick question, Ben. So uh, I know you're home right now. So I know you're not getting a lot of exercise. But I was curious. I was wondering, yeah. uh, are you getting some uh, extra uh, exercise? Bouncing around? wow. you know, saying what's up, Ben? What's really good? Um, I had tons of sex this weekend. I want you, all your
6: weekend. You, did, you had a you had a very productive weekend in the bedroom. Is that right, real talk? Yes, sir.
16: That? Yes, sir. feel yeah. real good.
6: Well, you're not what married yet, though. You're you're still waiting to have the the marriage, right? You're going to push that back now because of what's going on here. Uh, no, things are not different. See, I'm working. I'm just working from home. I got uh-huh. the studio here. My wife is still working, so we're still we're both on our normal. Well, I'm not on my normal schedule because I would be driving a lot more and all that. I'd be going to the gym, so I have like three more hours, uh, three and a half, four more hours a day that I don't know what to do with. But, uh, but she's, she's working her normal uh, schedule, so it's not, it's not really me, that much different. I wish it was me, di- that different, but it's not.
16: Let me ask you a question. Does, does your wife have like a, like a signal or like a tell when, uh, to let you know when she's like in the mood or she's DTF, when she's uh, well, you know, well, down uh, from maltreatment?
6: I understand, real talk. This is a great question, and uh, of course, all women have. There's certain uh, things that they're, they do that they will alert you. But most of uh-huh. it, we don't pay attention most of the time. Now, do you know your fiance? There, real talk. Are you familiar with all of her tells? Or was it like, you well, know, the yeah, Astros. I, I, what, well, the what, Astros what, what would people? bang on trash cans to let you know there's a fastball coming. <laughs> women don't normally bang on trash cans to let you know they're in the mood.
16: I am a, a lot, my girl when when she, when she when she starts singing to herself a lot. I've noticed that like there's always like a, a song in her head and she starts singing like a, she's like Italian. So she sings like these stupid Italian pop songs. And once I notice, I know she totally wants to just uh, take it to the bedroom because she's like in the mood to. You know, yeah. dude. But you didn't answer my question. But I know I noticed that you turned it around on me, dude. I asked you. No, a
6: I didn't turn anything around, around on you. No, no, no. Real talk. I didn't turn anything around on you. I said, yeah, there's some things that are done that I'm uh, aware of. But uh, we do have to go. Thank you, Real Talk. It because is the bet Ah, we don't have time. We look at the time. Oh my God. I like how you start screaming like we're going to give him more time. I like that. All right. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Here's the Who Am I game. Here we go. I was the first rookie in NFL history to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in my road debut. Again, the Who Am I game. I was the first rookie in the history of the NFL to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in my
7: road debut. Who am I? The answer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
11: If you're a regular listener, you know the Ben Maller Show is unconventional sports talk. We dabble in the outlandish and bond with the freaks and geeks. Facebook is a digital playground for all of us. You can chat with other P1 friends of the show. It's painless, and you can cancel any time. Just like our page by going to facebook.com slash Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All
6: right, Jordan says, Eddie's sounding like Cowboy John Brad with his updates tonight. That's, <laughs> that's,
11: that's true, Eddie. That is That is absolutely true.
6: You're doing the obit report is what, is what you're doing here. And uh, just just wait another month and and see what uh, we come up with here. Just Josh says, Jose Altuve, get a hold of those headphones. Buzz, buzz. Uh, uh, Yeah, we asked the question earlier. We had a little buzz sound. Uh, Richard, who works out at Dodger Stadium, says, I don't hear a buzzing sound, but I hear an echo. Well, that's only in your head, Richard. You're only hearing an echo. Now, Heath in San Diego he says there was a low beep right before Eddie talked, and then the buzz happened. So he's he says that some kind of beep set that off, but it's gone now. It's gone now, and we are investigating. We are absolutely getting. We're going to get to the bottom of that. Uh, we are. Rob in Vegas clarifies. He says he was talking about a Fox special, which is on uh, tonight on Tiger King, that he was referring to, or so he says. All right. Well, good for you. All right, uh, time now for the Who Am I game, and it's brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. I was the first rookie in NFL history to throw for 300 yards with three touchdowns in my road debut. Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? Uh, Heath in San Diego says Jaleel White is the correct answer. Snuffle, the shuffle. Snuffleupagus going with Hungry, Hungry Hippo. Nope. Burt Bert Jones from Bert the Great O'Piner. Ernie the Great O'Piner, the originator of the Muppet militia. Uh, he says Manti Teo, fia, his fiance. Uh, real talk is uh, what he says. Uh, who else do we have? Kevin Pitsnoggle, good name by Buck in Pittsburgh. Sean in Portland's going with Seabiscuit. Sean McVay from Mr. Nice Guy. Bob Greasy tossed out by Captain Cliché. Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan, says it is none other than Scott Tinsley. That's the answer. Uh, Who else do we have? New York Bozo goes with Joe Namath. James says it's Tom Looney's pharmacist. Well, it's always good to get his name in there. Who else do we have? Uh, Grimace Arms' Kyler Murray from Polly. Kevin Cobb from Philly Rob. That's his answer. Bobby Brady tossed out by Harry Pothead. Uh, who else? Bob Barker from Sean and Hillbilly Jim from Tortilla Man Tony. All right, Eddie, what's the answer, Eddie? Pretty sure it's Jay Fiedler. The great Jay Feedler. Uh no. The correct answer, it just happened at the end of last NFL season. That would be none other than Denver Broncos quarterback from Cooper Loops Broncos, Drew
7: Locke. Who? Who
6: did it last season against the Houston Texans.
7: Who knew? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
3: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job first take.
8: Well, for one NFL
6: quarterback in particular, the focus of our desires this hour, he is changing his ways, or so he says. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Hope you're healthy, hope you're well, and glad you have chosen to spend some of your valuable time hanging out with us. We'll get you through some of the late night hours here. Fighting insomnia. And unfortunately, well, fortunately for us, but unfortunately for you, you, there's more people that have insomnia lately, over the last month, than at any point I can recall since I've been doing this because of what's going on in the world. Uh, But there's a great quote that we'll begin this with, Andy Warhol. He had a lot of good quotes, but one of them was, they always say time changes things, but you actually have to change them yourself, right? And I bring this up as the Raiders have relocated 560 miles from Oakland to Lost Wages, Nevada. And they've got the Death Star. In Vegas, when they can reopen that city up, and people will be able to go at some point, whether it's this year or in future years, to go hang out, watch the Raiders play in Vegas. Well, Derek Carr, who for now is the Raiders' starting quarterback, I say that in air quotes. He has decided to make a few alterations. He's going to update some things. He would like to blossom. Right? Everyone wants to blossom, right? And uh, he wants to make a metamorphosis as the Raiders plant down stakes in the the Vegas desert. So uh, if you you heard about this, maybe you missed it. It's uh, been going on here the last couple days. The embattled quarterback recently announced on social media that he is only focusing on his play and not trying to appease everyone. Uh, Derek Carr actually responded to a troll on social media with the following. says, quote, this is a quote from Derek Carr, don't care anymore about the noise. I really used to care a lot about making everybody happy, bro. That's the most popular word in football, bro. Anyway, it says, make everybody happy, bro. Quote continues. That's over. I don't need any new friends in this football thing. I'm here to win and plan on doing so with my teammates this year. There you go. Close quote. All right, so let us discuss. The question what do you make of Derek Carr claiming that he is now tuning out the criticism? He's tuning it out. I've got the referendum, the choir, and the boxing promoter. All right? We'll combine all these things together, and we will make some baba ganoush. Now, number one. Number one. So Derek, uh, Derek uh, Carr. The man, the myth, the legend, and all that stuff. I almost not want to say to Derek Fisher. I don't know why I have Derek Fisher in my head. But Derek Carr sending a random tweet uh, out does not prove anything. That's obvious, right? People say things all the time. They never follow up on those things uh, often. And so you have to take that in the context. Now, Carr has statistically been a good quarterback. You can debate The reality of that and that the numbers can be misleading, but those that just dredge box scores cannot imagine how the Raiders quarterback would be considered an underachiever and not living up to expectations there. How could you possibly poo-poo Derek Carr? And so the people that just read the box scores and don't actually watch the game, there's a lot of support for Derek Carr, and they want to pass the blame. Right? I don't want to pass the blame around. For example, it's the receiver's fault. And it is true, if you go by the advanced statistics, that Derek Carr has never finished an NFL season in which he was not among the top five in dropped passes by his targets. In fact, the average, uh, the Raider receivers over the years when they were in Oakland there averaged almost 27 drop passes per season. So the Raiders were fourth, second, three times, fifth, and third in drop passes. But the way I look at this, having watched a fair amount of Raider games in recent years with Derek Carr, that that is more of a referendum on Derek Carr than it is the receivers. The job of the quarterback is accuracy, right, not taking bad sacks, throwing catchable passes. It takes two, as they say, to do the tango. And look at Amari Cooper as example A. And Amari Cooper could not consistently catch with the Raiders. Now, he didn't have many problems at Alabama, as I recall, but with the Raiders, eh, not very good. Then he leaves, goes to the Cowboys, and all of a sudden he's much more reliable as a wideout. So much so that Jerry Jones took out his checkbook and wrote a massive check to Amari Cooper for future generations of the Cooper family to cash in. But wait, there's more. Uh, Look at Derek Carr's accuracy. If you look at his accuracy, his arm strength, those things are fine. But when he has a clean pocket, and this is the argument with all quarterbacks in the NFL, things normally go pretty well. It's when things go sideways, right? That is a problem. When the adversity pops up, more times than not, Derek Carr, in those key moments late in the game, terrible tendencies pop up. His crunch time decision-making, from what I've watched over the last couple of years, leaves a lot to be desired. So he's talking about critics, and he's he's going to push back against the trolls. We'll get to more on that in a minute. But my issue with Derek Carr, and the thing that I would think Derek – Carr has to improve on, or he's not going to be the starting quarterback. You talk about taking sacks, throwing passes away with a game on the line. It's one thing to throw a pass away in the first quarter, and that's it. But in the fourth quarter, on a fourth down play, there was a game, I think it was against the Tennessee Titans, as I recall, and he threw the ball away. And now there was, I believe it was fourth down, and he was completely flummoxed, and that made John Gruden flummoxed as well. And that's the word on the street, right? The, that that's the, the the chatter. That congratulations, Derek Carr is going to block out the noise, which is wonderful. But actions speak louder than words, right? Actions speak louder than words, and so it is a again a referendum on Derek Carr because of the fact that he is. The guys that were there. Michael Crabtree also, I believe, played with the Raiders, as I recall. And he was not a very consistent receiver at catching passes with the Raiders. And then he left and became much more consistent. All right, second thing here. So Derek Carr venting on social media the other day. I find this comical. Not just Derek Carr, but all these guys that do it. I know it's low-hanging fruit. The most delicious fruit is low-hanging fruit. But let me explain why. All right, so Carr was doing this, I believe, with ulterior motives. He knows that 95% of the people that follow him on social media are total lemmings, right? We are talking about the Amen Choir is what we're talking about, right? These are people who would jump into a volcano because they love Derek Carr so much. So let's call a spade a spade. Derek Carr was on a fishing expedition. He was on a boat out in the Pacific on a fishing expedition. Carr was looking to catch some love from the rabid and loyal followers who love him and the Raiders. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Overwhelming satisfaction, if that's what he was looking for, from the fanboys and the jock sniffers that followed Derek Carr around. The final point here. So it's not just me and some random sporadic critics on social media that are skeptical of Derek Carr. It is John Gruden. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy that's got ten years contract, uh, ten years of a contract. He's got Supreme Court justice job security, John Gruden, and he is not trusting the keys to the new Las Vegas Raiders kingdom to one Derek Carr. Now the Raiders, we know that they flirted with Tom Brady, but he didn't flirt back. The Raiders tried to canoodle with Brady, and Brady's like, ah, I gotta stay somewhere on the East Coast. So Brady eliminated the Chargers and the Vegas. Raiders early on because he wanted to play for a team that was in the Eastern time zone, so the legend goes. Uh, So then Vegas is like, all right, so Brady doesn't want to play for us. So Las Vegas then signs Marcus Mariota to a deal with the intention of what? The intention is QB competition. It's going to be a dog fight, as Michael Vick would say, to win the starting job, to win the starting job, For the Raiders, assuming we have a normal training camp, even if we don't, the Raiders did not make Mariota the NFL's highest paid backup quarterback because they like the way he looks holding a clipboard and wearing a baseball hat on the sidelines. If you think that, you're gullible, right? Marcus Mariota is expected to come out there and throw some haymakers at Carr and and he is expected to compete and have a chance he does to win the starting job and in, in the boxing promoter game if I was a boxing promoter I would call it the modern day duel in the desert right free for all style body blows body blows exchange blows Carr versus Mario in a Donnybrook a skirmish head to head face to face belly to belly mano a mano for the Raiders' starting job. So it's nice that Derek Carr is going to block out all the noise and all the negativity and all that. I've heard this before, and uh, just like in past examples, typically when things go bad, you immediately react the same way, right? Instincts, that's the thing. Instincts, the natural tendency, that inherent tendency that you have that you fall back on. Right, and habits are extremely hard to change. So, just like I don't think that Cam Newton's going to change all that much, we'll talk about him later, or even Jameis Winston is going to make a, a dramatic change. Do I think that Derek Carr is going to end up in the Goldilocks zone in Las Vegas? No, nah. no, nah, I don't. Neither does John Gruden. Otherwise, they would not have paid the contract they did to Marcus Mariota. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, I didn't want to bring this up. I was going to get to it last hour, but uh, I did not have time. We had so much other thing, uh, pressing business to get to. So go back to the NBA. Utah Jazz Center, patient zero, Rudy Gobert. All right, Rudy Gobert commenting. There have been reports in recent days about a problem between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and Gobert confirming it, uh, saying that, The relationship with his teammate, Donovan Mitchell, um, not that great, but now he's trying to turn that around. All right, now, a couple of days ago, there was a story that came out, one of the NBA insiders, that there was some tension between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and Gobert seemingly addressed that in his relationship, the tension that took place there uh, over the weekend in – uh, on, I think it was on Instagram, and now he is speaking again. He spoke to the Bleacher Report and says that he and Donovan Mitchell, they didn't speak much in the beginning, but they spoke a couple days ago and uh, says the relationship now, Rudy Gobert is saying, is great. And they're focused on winning championships together. Now, technically, I think he's lying. Um, I don't think it's great and uh, nor does it have to be great. Uh, there's guys that despise each other that are teammates all over the place in these professional sports and college sports and high school sports. But you gotta you gotta put your happy face on at least for the time you're on the court. In this case, in basketball, uh, together. Um, there's some people that think that Mitchell's gonna end up being traded and that, that that could happen as a result of this. But nobody knows for sure. Everyone's assuming that Rudy Gobert was the guy that. Brought the coronavirus to the NBA, but it, they don't know for sure who had it first. Like Donovan Mitchell uh, could have already had that illness and uh, not Gobert. He could have been the one that gave it to Gobert. You don't know. It's throwing spaghetti against the wall is what it is. But the report from Shams and some of the other insiders over the the weekend had said that their the relationship was on thin ice because of the way Gobert had approached. Um, his lack of uh, sincerity is just kind of being a goofball, goofing around and all freaked out. Uh, it will be fascinating to see how this plays out once things get back to some sense of normalcy and we have the, the NBA underway again, whether that happens the next couple of months. You'd have to think that the cutoff date on that is sometime in June, um, some have even said, I, I read somewhere they were talking about how about an NCAA-style tournament. There's not enough teams, though, for that to really work, uh, the the NCAA-style tournament. A single elimination. Plus the problem is the NBA needs content. Television needs content. And television didn't pay for a single elimination tournament. They're paying for best out of seven. Uh, that's what they're paying for. And they, they they have the inventory and all that they, they need to get through. All right. Again, we'll take your phone calls. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can join the festivities and our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. Instagram, Ben Maller on Fox. Three different names on three different social media platforms. It is ink-tastic. We'll get to that, unless it isn't
0: With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody?
1: This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first take, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least
8: We need to grow
11: the Maller Militia. This is the program of the people, by the people, for the people. Let's help bring new listeners to the Magic Radio Box as we burn the midnight oil. If you'd like to help, please just post messages about the Ben Maller Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all other social media. Word-of-mouth advertising is invaluable. And live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. The Count writes in and says, How
6: many blind guys... You got on the show, and then uh, he does a account meme there. I like that. Uh, well, we have more than one. We, we're number one in the blind community. Number Next one. hour, the Power Hour with Blind Scott. We'll be hanging out with him for several segments of radio with Blind Scott. He will follow up Doc Mike, the Doc Mike Urine Hour, and Tales from the Hood with Sean the Hood Guy. We've had in previous weeks on the show, so we will have. Blind Scott in here coming up in a couple of minutes. The Hollywood Jedi says, I am getting hammered drunk tonight, Ben, and it's all your fault. My life sucks, says the Hollywood Jedi. All right. First of all, your life doesn't suck. Secondly, you would be getting drunk whether I was on the radio or some other schmo was here on the radio. So don't blame me. How dare you? Uh, JJ from Renton, wink, wink, writes in. He says, Derek Carr is trash. I tried to tell my Raider homie Keith that. Even told uh, Roberto, he's talking about, who's normally here, uh, he uh, he said even Roberto said he's garbage, and he still wants to roll with Derek Carr. It's uh, J.J. in Renton. Well, he says that now, J.J., and then when Mariota plays well in an exhibition game, if they have exhibition games, then uh, he'll be singing a different song. That's normally... Normally how that goes. Rob in Vegas says Derek Carr sucks. Not looking forward to him. Continuing to be the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback. Got to trade up in the second round and draft a rookie. Maybe Jordan Love. Uh, He's already got the Raiders uh, making moves. Uh, So he says, Daryl in Wisconsin. Friend of Doc Mike. Uh, Daryl says, yeah, that's logical. Rudy Gobert had house guests from both France and Italy. Two of the hardest hit countries From the very beginning, goofing around, touching everything, and Mitchell gave it to him. My goodness, what the hell am I missing here? Unbelievable. There you go. Well, you don't know it there. I mean, who knows? These guys have been traveling. These athletes travel all the time, go to airports, and they're like Petri dishes, the buses that they're on, the hotels that they stay at. uh, You know, let's be honest. We've all stayed at hotels. They don't clean the hotels that much. (laughs) You know, it's pot luck when when you're at the hotels. So, all right, uh, let's go to the phones and uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's go to Chris in Houston, who's up next. Hello, Christopher.
17: Ben, I just want to know how does it feel to work with elites like David Gascon? I mean, disrespect your crew, disrespect your caller, act like he's just this high and mighty when he ain't David nothing but a lap
7: boy. <laughs>
6: That's right. Uh, well, listen, he's uh, Dorcas Maximus, I believe, is what we would call him. Uh, you know, he's he's in the ragamuffin. You know, don't worry about him. Okay, he's nobody. And we, I do the podcast with him because no, none of these guys want to do the podcast. Coop doesn't want to do it. Roberto don't want to do it. Eddie don't want to do it. So I do the podcast with Gag on. David And Gagon. it's it's insufferable. It's often intolerable when he talks, but it continues. And somehow the people are listening more, Chris. I don't understand.
17: Well, because we because you're animated. We love to hear you talk. Ben, I tell you, you're like the only radio host I listen to on national stage. I, I mean, I listen to a little bit of 790 when I get a chance at a local. But national is you, Ben. I mean, well, since this sports went down, I mean, I haven't looked at – I haven't listened to Colin, I haven't listened to – you know, they stopped Undisputed and all those shows. I haven't looked at ESPN. I just well, they're back. To those Mellis, shows – no,
6: Chris – that's very kind of you to say that, and you know you're going to get more airtime by sucking up to the host, but a lot of those shows are back now on television. They're just broadcasting from their house, so a lot of those talking head debate shows are back on TV now.
17: Now, Ben, you know, me and you both, we've been through, you know, no sports type of things as far as strikes, as far as, you know, not having sports for a good amount of time, so I thought I was kind of immune to you know, not having sports, but I mean, how many Samuel L. Jackson movies can I watch before I just basically lose my mind? Like, this (sighs) dude was in everything.
6: Like... No, no, he he listen, I, I I, start. I told you, Chris, uh, I, I said in the open, if you weren't listening, I, I've gone now, my new thing is I'm re-watching The Sopranos from you know, years ago, the early 2000s on HBO, and I'm I'm watching that on demand. I'm in season two, and that went on for like almost 10 years, The Sopranos, I think, so I got I got some time to catch up on that. That'll take me through the next couple of months.
17: I mean, and I'll tell you, you know, a light in the tunnel got to come because Bill O'Brien ain't doing nothing but dimming it. That dude there is an idiot. He's a, he's an idiot, and Cal McNair is a douche. He he. I mean, come on. He, they both don't know what they're doing. He's like, yeah, you make bad deals. Let's give you a promotion. Like, dude, the dude is an idiot. And I don't think, for instance, I mean, Deshaun. I think if Deshaun is uh, is the stop goat, is the scapegoat with him. If Deshaun wants to trade, Bill O'Brien is fired. But as long as Deshaun doesn't say anything, I think Bill O'Brien is going to stay where he at. And I got to deal with this virus one.
18: This is this is
17: getting out of hand. My grocery store. These Neanderthals in this grocery store. Being yeah. these customers. I mean, people. Th- look here. If you don't throw stuff between the shelves, these people throw multiple. I mean, it looks like a tornado went off in the store. It's like somebody just went in with a bomb and just went off.
16: Yeah. I mean,
17: it is it is crazy. Then they put a, a coronavirus place next to our freaking store. Who puts a a, a, a test spot? Next to a grocery store. What idiot would uh, actually say, okay, I don't, I don't
6: a test know. I, don't spot know. I, I didn't do it, Chris. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. But they, so they have a testing uh, facil- location right next to the store?
17: Yeah, the pediatrics. We have a pediatrics place that's next to the store. So I'm guessing the yeah. owner of the pediatrics place probably trying to save face because he's losing a lot of money. So they said, well, let's put a testing spot right here. So you got the hazmat crew next to our grocery store. I mean, it's literally folks in a hazmat, and you got multiple people coming in and out of
18: this
6: store. It's freaking oh, crazy. I, I don't. That seems odd to me, but they, you live in a place, as you know, Chris. Houston has no zoning laws, so you can have you can have an amusement park right next to a church, and you can have a strip club right next to an elementary school, and all that. All right, I got to go. Thank you, Chris. Good venting, but it's it, it, you see, you got to look at the positive. If I'm like doing local sports radio in Houston, this is the golden age. You got bang bang the cheating Astros. You got that. You got Bill O'Brien running around unhinged, making all these trades which are bewildering, and and everyone's flabbergasted every time the Texans make a trade. So you you got that going on. The Rockets have uh, they they before this all stopped sports stopped. They had some chaos. Mike D'Antoni was on the hot seat. The Rockets were not getting it done with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Let's go to Beer Drinking Brian, who's next. Hello, Beer Drinking Brian.
19: Yeah, wait, let, me you, let me get you on the speaker. i not right.
6: don't, hey, don't big asleep. Don't buddy? big time me. Well, you do sound like you're drinking a lot of alcohol tonight. You sound, well, I can tell. Okay, now,
19: now how many are we going to do tonight? Because I, I think Coop won the last time. On oh, eight. are we playing
6: the game? You want to play the game, Beer Drinking Brian? oh
19: I don't know. No, I'm not. I mean, but kind uh, of <laughs> All right, we're
6: gonna try. Put him on hold. Hold on. It. We'll go back to you. I don't know why we would go back to you. Well, he is completely sloshed. I mean, jeez. I I did see that sales of alcohol continue to go up through the roof. Here, they have uh, weekly updates, and alcohol sales uh, were up twenty two percent. Last week, and actually compared to the couple of weeks ago, they're up 55%. 55%. And uh, people lining up, you name it, not just beer, it's spirits, it's wine sales. Those are also up. And uh, these things are just
7: skyrocketing. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
11: Only a few rare birds are able to listen to all four hours of the Ben Maller Show live overnight. But thanks to podcasting, you have no excuse to miss a second of our unorthodox chatter. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us five stars. It's quick, painless, and a noise management. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it is Ben (laughs) Maller. That it is. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Unfortunately, ben, yeah, Unfortunately, we did not find out how many beers beer-drinking Brian actually had. He cursed before we could find out that. So I'm sure you're shocked by that news. but uh, I am shocked by that, and yeah.
6: I, I heard some of that.
11: I like your instincts. You were getting him to blow into the phone, and uh, that's good. It's always good radio. You know where and my it, mistake was? I said, don't curse. Yeah. I, I planted the seed, and then he, he cursed. And all hell. And you saved me, Eddie, from because now I can save the
6: Insta trivia that I was going to use, and, and now I can use oh, it for a future show. Thank God. So I didn't give out the Insta trivia, which is a, a good thing. And some people are very concerned about what's going on here. This is now twi- was three times in the last week and a half that we've had some some technical difficulties here. And uh, and whatnot. Well, uh, I think what's going on is that at the it, it's nothing on my end or in this case, nothing that happened. And not that you really care about the inside skinny of what's going on. You just want to hear the show. But uh, it's nothing back in the Fox Sports Radio studios. This is at a higher plane. It seems like at some point, because we're on in the middle of the night, they're like, hey, we need to reset some computers on the, on the, the network. And they do it while we're on the radio. And, uh, and just went completely off the air. But uh, enough about that. Time now for, yes, Make Way, Strike Up it's, the Band.
7: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
6: All right, here we go. We bring in Loop. Settle in. Take as much time as you want. You want to pause a couple seconds between every word. You've got more than enough time, Koopaloop. Hi. I'm Justin Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) You got to copy that loser in San Antonio, Joe in San Antonio, and just pause for seven seconds. Then
12: Um, then a report surfaced this weekend that should surprise no one, really. Apparently, Bill O'Brien is on the hot seat. Now, uh, his offseason's been horrible.
6: So do you think that save for a deep playoff run, his fate has already been sealed? Well, listen, I saw the the reporting about Bill O'Brien over the last couple days. I take this stuff with a grain of salt, and I'll tell you why. A, if the Texans' ownership was really that concerned and they had a bunch of worry about Bill O'Brien, they could have easily run his ass out of town, or at the very least run an intervention and blocked some of these trades, at least the DeAndre Hopkins trade. But the reality is that the ownership there has enabled Bill O'Brien to do whatever the hell he wants. So the idea that all of a sudden that's going to come to an end now and that O'Brien's going to have to face the music and get called into the principal's office, whatever phrase you want to use, uh, I'm skeptical of that. And B, Bill O'Brien's claim to fame is what? That That he has been able to get the Texans into the playoffs. They've won the AFC South four of the past five years which is a level of success, but it's not that great when you look at a division with Jacksonville, who's typically horrific. The Colts have been hot and cold in the division. The Titans have also been a hot and cold team. Uh, But that's been enough. That appears to have been enough. Winning the AFC South for the last five years has been enough to pacify ownership. And Bill O'Brien's either going to be called the mad genius And he's going to make guys like me look like schmucks in the media who who question him. Or he is going to we're going to get to a point where he is going to be sacked for spitting into the wind and making all these trades. But we're not there yet. He's going to get another year. And as far as does he have to make a deep run? I'm going to say no. As long as the Texans make the playoffs again, that should be enough to satisfy ownership. All right, next. Well, in the absence of sports, networks have turned to virtual
12: sports. Uh, Doc Rivers said over the weekend that he actually gained some insights from watching the NBA 2K Players Tournament. Are you, are you buying that watching the players play virtual basketball could give real-life insights, or is Doc just blowing smoke here?
6: Now, listen, I don't believe Doc Rivers at all. Uh, number one, Doc is known around the basketball world as a good quote. Not an accurate quote, a good quote, right? He was simply playing the game, right, with a reporter. I saw the quotes from Doc Rivers the other day, and Doc even admitted at his age he can only handle watching the video game TV matchups for about five minutes, the same amount of time I gave the horse competition, the same amount of time J.J. Redick gave that horse competition. But Doc Rivers He is dealing in what I call the ancient art of exaggeration is what Doc is dealing in, and so he's throwing this out. Now, secondly, the only tendencies that one can get from watching an NBA player play video games is if the NBA never comes back and you play against said players at NBA 2K, meaning there is no correlation to an actual game of basketball and, like, with Devin Booker, right? You see, watch Devin Booker play NBA 2K. You're not going to get some kind of insight. It's nonsense. It's it's gobbledygook is what it is. And Doc Rivers doesn't even believe it because he's not watching this either. Uh, these games, if you enjoy them, great. Keep watching these video game tournaments that are going to pop up until sports comes back. But in terms of real athletic competition, they will be filed away as irrelevant. All right, next. Now it was reported
12: that Tom Brady is looking to trademark Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady. <laughs> you
6: gotta be careful, Coop. You don't want to say a bad word there, like that beer drinking guy. That right was on earlier.
12: Right. Well, uh, in response to this report, Brady tweeted his disbelief that Drew Brees hasn't trademarked Drew Orleans. Ben, which of these uh, three ridiculous phrases is the best one?
6: Yeah, you got to love the mind of Tom Brady. He's always hustling, right? Brady's always hustling trying to find a way to make a buck. And he's like, I can't believe Breeze hasn't already done this. What's up with that? Well, first of all, listen, Tom Brady has not even played a down, not a down in Tampa, and he's already uh, he's in for the hustle. Right? I love that his mind is always working on how he can get into people's pockets and sell some T-shirts, coffee mugs, hats, and other merchandise there. And it, it's like he's he's the football equivalent of trying to find a, a three-card Monty game. Or, or, or not really finding one, but setting one up. You know, the card table and all that with some Monopoly money. Now, secondly, uh, of the names uh, that y- you mentioned there, I actually like the one for the Saints the most, for Drew Brees, right? Drew Orleans. It, it kind of flows off the tongue. It sounds like New Orleans the most. And as for the Brady names... Uh Tampa Bay. No, I'm going to go thumbs down on Tampa Bay. But I like Tampa Brady. I like Tampa Brady. Right? That's got a little flow to it. I, I like that. I think it's lame, also. But it's you know, if you, can, you ask me, gun to my head to pick, I would pick Drew Orleans number one. And then I, uh, I would, you know, I would, I would try to avoid any of those for Tom Brady. To be honest with you. Who's going to buy that crap? By the way, now the answer. I think we know the answer. Queen the, the, Roxanne. Queen Roxanne, whatever Tom Brady sells. Tom Brady could put the, the devil's head on a thing. And she'd be like, all right, I'm buying that. It's got Brady's name below it. I'm, I'm good. All right, there it is. Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. Another win. You can put it on the board. Yeah. See, cool. This actually worked out as a good thing because we had some gremlins that popped up in the equipment here and knocked us off the. Well, knocked me off the air for a segment, and that meant we had an extended dance remix on this edition of Maller to the Third Degree. So we had more time to play with. You know, normally we're doing the hustle ourselves here, trying to get through. Which I this
12: should thing. be failing you for, really.
6: How would you fail me for that? What are you talking about?
12: Rushed, rushed hustle, third degree.
6: Yeah, but I, you know make it quick, right? You gotta go boom, 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 just like that, kind of get through it, right? I You're mean, I don't know why fire. you would
12: want to rush through everyone's favorite segment of the entire show.
6: Well, this is your favorite segment of the show, Coop. You you love Mallard to the third degree, but uh, no, they, they they like when we have drunk people that call up. Uh, I, I got several emails. Where's that uh, Regina in Minnesota that called up? at the Oh end yeah, of they last liked week? her. Yeah, they love guys. Are so lonely. They, they any female voice they hear, they immediately are smitten with. You know, and uh, and so we're not. I hey, actually,
17: where are the white women at?
6: I actually asked Coop. I said, "Why don't you have Regina reach out? Maybe we'll do a Regina in Minnesota hour if things get desperate enough." But she never reached out, Coop. So I don't think she's probably she wasn't
7: sober enough to remember. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
6: It is a power hour like never before. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air, another hour, as we are bloviating the night away. In the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, we have been dedicating some of our valuable talk radio time, to some of our friends in the Mahler Militia, some of the key members. They call it the Power Hour, the Brigadier Generals who have risen to the cream of the crop status. And in recent weeks, we have had Doc Mike from Chicago who spent about an hour, almost a full hour, talking about urine therapy. We also had Sean the Hood Guy from South Central N.L.A. who was here with Tales from the Hood. So who is next? Well, you already know. We are going to welcome, in a couple of minutes, Blind Scott is going to be on for his Power Hour. For those that are new to the show, a little background for you. First of all, Blind Scott, not always blind. Right, Not always blind. In fact, when he started calling the show, he had some vision. And unfortunately, he was born with an illness where his vision has left him. And Scott helps navigate the byways and highways around... New England, and he had lived in Boston for many, many years. He's on the Cape right now, but he has his trusty sidekick, Kramer, to assist him. And over the years, Scott has been part of uh, several legendary bits on the show. He's a notorious troublemaker, and he is known, if you listen to the show, he's very rambunctious. He's got uh, tendencies uh, that he carries over on social media. He has reached a level of clout on our little radio show because of his many dust-ups with other listeners, and also random celebrities on social media. His reputation precedes him. Uh, Now, secondly, over my years doing this show, I have actually met Blind Scott in person multiple times. The first time was several years back. I traveled to Boston. I was actually filling in on a morning show in local Boston radio, and Blind Scott met me out on the streets Around the Commonwealth, there we went to a local pizza shop. I ordered a bunch of food. He ate none of it. I felt like a total fat ass eating all this pizza and the breadsticks and all this stuff. And then uh, Kramer started attacking the waitress, and it made for a very awkward situation because Blind Scott uh, he he didn't see what was going on because he's blind. Scott, and then it, you know so he started trying to pull Kramer back, and like chaos and anarchy ensued in the pizza shop. There it was. Was an interesting night, and then more recently, last year. In fact, it was a little over a year ago. It was the first week in April of last year. We had uh, the huge Maller meet and greet at the Cask and Flagon across the street from Fenway. It was an amazing night. Blind Scott was holding down the fort right at the front. He was like the Walmart greeter. We had Moving Man Matt who was there. Blair from Maine came down, hung out with us. Wayne from Southie, running amok. Phil from Cambridge. Who does not call the show, but he's uh, he's been a big fan for years. He had some T-shirts, as I remember, and he he's the hot dog benefactor and those those great Fenway franks that we love so much. A uh, Rob from Belchertown, who's a, a guy on Twitter, doesn't tweet that often anymore, but he he was very active years ago. And Rob showed up. Jim from Providence, we haven't heard from Jim in a while. Hope he's okay. Lynn from the Cape, bunch of people. Even we had this guy David from Winter Park, Florida that drove all the way from Winter Park, Florida, to Boston just to hang out for an hour or a couple hours at this bar in Boston with Roscoe the Parrot, and David has disappeared also. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, We had Nick from New Hampshire. He's also, he's gone AWOL, Nick from New Hampshire. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Mike from Toronto drove down. We had a great turnout, but Blind Scott was the Chamber of Commerce there, the unofficial Chamber of Commerce guy and uh, when I have friends that go to Boston, and you know, not now because Blind Scott's living out in the Cape, but I would have Blind Scott show them around and, and lead them through and, and all that. And even enemies like the Gagon, uh, David Gascon and the legend of Blind Scott. Blind Scott led David Gascon like on a 10-mile walk around boston uh, back in the day so without further ado here we go it's the power hour all the way from the cape we say hello to blind scott hello blind scott
14: oh hey thanks for the great introduction yeah this isn't going to be inspirational porn like that other blind guy when he was talking about being on the radio and everything i'm just going to tell you the hard-hitting facts and the truth and i can tell you about boston i can tell you about the mafia i can tell you about whitey Bulger. I could tell you about, you know, sports, you could call and just ask about everything. I I could tell you about finance. I could tell you about your medical issues, you can diagnose yeah. health problems. I'm a psychic, I'm a psychiatrist, I'm a counselor. I I I I've- I've- I've wear many hats. I was an accountant. Um, I graduated high school. I you know, I was a really good hockey player. It was only five to make the uh, uh, high school hockey team as a freshman. I got cut from the the college hockey team, you know, I'm, just, I'm I'm a living legend, legend. But I I started listening to Ben Maurer's show like maybe like 14 years ago, and then I you know I started calling in when you filled in for Planet Mikey, you you got fired, and then you had to fill in for Planet Mikey, and you're on Wei, and then I you know I was calling into that show, and then you know you got real popular in Bo- uh, Boston. You're on the the Sports Hub, got big in Boston. They came on the air, and then I. Uh, you know, they had the Ben Malis show, and it was a big deal. It was on at, like, 1 a.m. when the bars let out. It was from, like, 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. You know, we had some good calls back then. It was, like, that was when Jeannie started calling and Mike, the full-name guy. And it, it was towards the end of some other long-term calls. Like, yeah, that guy Vision used to call He had a whole, like, row of blind people that used to call the show. So it was, it was real welcoming. Yeah. You, you took, yeah, you took a lot of calls, and, yeah, it was a really good time, you know, uh. Yeah, we had like a lot it. of
6: fun back. We had a lot of fun back in those days, and uh, I was doing like the weekend show. And I had, uh, you're right, I did get whacked. And then I was filming in for Mikey Adams, my 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 buddy, my guy, Mikey Adams, Boston radio legend. There on his yeah. show, Planet Mikey, and I, I had a great night when I went back there and I did some shows uh, from Boston, and then we we ran around and Mikey gave. We went like a, we were bouncing around from bar to bar. And we had a great time. It was, it was a, a wonderful night boozing it up around Boston. Uh, great memories.
14: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you, um, you used to always have these producers. Like They always wanted to be like big-time celebrities, too, and they were working like in the overnight hours. Though. Like you had uh, with Jeff Duray. He worked for Brickley, and then Miranda Marino was before wow. that. I think they all do have big-time jobs, those people now, I think, actually, too. Yeah, uh, most of
6: the people that have left, uh, Brickley actually, uh, I think he's done the best. Brickley has like an internet company that is partnered with some big media uh, operations. He's done very well for himself. He's uh, done a lot of live sports coverage, online stuff for major television networks. Miranda's moved into the podcast game. She's a big producer. So, yeah, see, when you're touched, blind Scott, by this show, most of the time good things happen. Most of the it, time, it, good it, things happen, and you blow up, and you blossom. So you're willing to take calls, Blind Scott. Now, you know not everyone loves you, Scott. Yeah,
14: I don't mind taking calls, but if you call in and you swear, you're not going to get your point across. So if you just call up and swear, you sound dumb, you know, so don't do that. I don't care what people say to me, though. It doesn't bother me. and I just I don't want people to have to get dumb because it ruins a bit, you know.
6: I hear you. Just Josh writes in from Cincinnati. He says, in honor of the Blind Scott Power Hour, I'm choosing to go deaf – for the next 55 minutes
14: oh i tweeted that guy's wife one time he, he he's never even called the show he's a troll you know what i mean I, right. I, I, right, i'm more of an on. ernie guy you
6: know uh says and the blank show has begun hashtag blind bozo see this is so, yeah, what happens, you know, scott. You know, scott these guys are jealous of you you're yeah, on they the love you know, the power hour
14: you know many people are as talented as me you know like uh We used to have a a Ben Maller chess tournament, too, on this show. That was good. That got pretty crazy, too, you know? What? Yeah, we all played chess, like, back, like, seven years ago. We played, like, online chess and everything, and, uh... Big fights ensued over it, though, and then nobody was friends after that.
6: Now, do you remember, Blind Scott, I don't know if you were listening at this time, but there was one point when, like, internet radio started. Several of the P1s got their own internet radio shows.
14: Yeah, yeah. I used to call into them. We're crying Craig. He lived in Rockland. He's, like, in the Carpenters Union. I don't know why he doesn't call anymore. He got a life, probably. And uh, Jake and Glendora had one. Pete used to do one. Yeah, you I
6: really... called in. I would call into these people's uh, internet shows, and uh, it was cr- and you guys would just goof on them most of the time. It was just a goof fest, as I recall back in yeah, the days. Yeah,
14: we, we used to get together too. They used to come to Boston and visit me. I met somebody's whole family once. Like some a kid, he was only sixteen. He brought his whole family, and I went and hung out with them. You know, I thought it was kind of weird, but I, you know, I'm a star. I can do stuff like that. You know. <laughs>
6: I hear you. All right, Scott. We'll give out the number here, and if you want to hang out, it's the Power Hour with Blind Scott. He will. I, you got stories to regale it, us with, here, Blind yeah, Scott. Yeah. Right? Let
14: me tell you about this uh, coronavirus stuff going on now. Yo, know, people complain about being in isolation and stuff. I've been doing this for like ten years. You know, like uh, yeah, I was just a normal guy, but I went blind like when I in my twenties. You know, but um, I've really experienced all these hardships people are feeling now, so I can really get people through these hard times, but. You know, I, I used to live in the north end of Boston. That's where the mafia is, you know, and I, I used to joke around with them saying the mafia is gone because there's no more surveillance cameras, though. But, you know, everybody lives so tight there. But I got my condo when you got your house in L.A., and my condo went from 150000 now it's worth like 500000 you know. So that's really holding me up now, you know.
6: I hear you. Yeah, my, the Mallard Mansion, not doing so well. Well, everything's kind of upside down right now. All right, hold on a sec, Blind Scott. We'll get back to you. It's the Power Hour with Blind Scott. 877-99 on Fox. I have a feeling that a lot of the guys are going to hide behind their phones here and say nasty things that we'll read on the air, and then Scott will yell at them. Uh, But that's on on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can join the, the show that way, and we'll go deeper and deeper into the mind of Blind Scott. It's the Power Hour. It continues. We'll get to that more next.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
0: iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
3: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it
0: and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody?
1: This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first take, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes
8: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
2: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake.
10: As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often.
8: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: It's Mallard 2020, and you can be heard in the democracy of the Ben Mallard Show. We encourage and welcome the voice of the people. That would be you. Following and tweeting at the voice of the show, he's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop-de-loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan.
12: I would add four inches.
11: And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. As I imagined...
6: Things getting very heated here among the milder malicious. Some impassioned responses. We're doing the Power Hour. Blind Scott with us for most of this hour, and he's hanging out on the Cape. And are you going to move back to Boston, Scott? Or are you staying where you are on the Cape for the long term?
14: Well, I'm not really sure. My my parents have a they have another condo in the back bay. Nobody's in there now, so technically I could go there whenever I want. But I, you know, this social distancing, I can't socially distanced from people and I can't let people pet my dog right now because if they pet my dog, they could put coronavirus on them. So it, I haven't really been able to do much, you know what I'm saying? I, I got into a fight with the lady delivering newspapers last week and I dropped some F-bombs and stuff. She almost hit me with their car, but that's about the only thing going on these days. And then I'm a star on uh, TikTok now, too, you know, so I do my TikTok videos and stuff like that. You wow. know? What, kind I, I got, what kind
6: of videos, Scott, are you doing on TikTok? Just, like
14: with me and, just with me and Kramer. And, uh, you know, I've been buying these dips in the stock market. I made like three grand last week. And, you know, I'm doing pretty good now. Three
6: grand? Well, the stock advice you gave me has gone right in the toilet, Scott. How are you making three grand here? I mean, you you told me some stock to buy. It's worth like less than a dollar now.
14: Yeah, here's what you do you buy when everybody's fearful, and you sell when everybody's greedy. You know what I mean? Because. The panic on the way down is always way harder than the greed on the way up. You know, If you follow my tips and listen to me, I gave you that stock <laughs> tip. It went up to 100% and you didn't sell it. You know, But in the stock market, it's the passive investing just doesn't yeah. work anymore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can't...
6: All right. Uh, the reaction here, let's see. We've got a lot of interesting. Uh, we've got one guy that says, this is great. We should have this as a weekly bit, the Notorious one says, we should have you on every week, Scott. Manic Mike, on the other hand, says, the Blind Scott Hour gives me time to clean my toilet and to take a shower. He says, yep. I will I will start listening at the top of next hour.
14: I think the government does that for him anyways already, so he's lying, you know.
6: All I mean? right, Bozo, the district attorney, very passionate there, Blind Scott. Bozo, the district attorney, says, which uh, have Blind Scott's senses have been enhanced since he lost his vision. Yeah, oh. there's a legend, uh, Scott, that when you, and you would know this because you lived this life, that when you lose your vision, some of your other senses are enhanced has that been true
14: for you yeah well not well not really at first they get worse at first but then you just utilize them more like i can even smell when a woman's having like the bad time of the week you know what i mean like you 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 can pick up all time i think it's
6: of- bad time of the month actually oh. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, if, if see- it's a weekly <laughs> thing they might want to see a doctor
14: sometimes it goes for like 7 days man you got to wear a helmet you got to gear up you know but dude <laughs> you know uh I, I, uh, your senses get better, your sense of touch. You know what I do? Like, I walk around here, and I like to walk down these really old country roads, so I listen for the cars to come. So when I hear a car coming, I throw myself on the side of the road and turn my back. So they must drive by and say, what's that guy doing? You know what I mean? But you, 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 you get a lot better. Like, I'm, you know, I'm in really good shape from being blind. Like, I know more from being blind and from losing my senses and going through that, than anybody will ever know. Like, anybody on this show, any doctors, any scientists, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, but, Scott, I mean, you
6: have, you know, it's, it's horrible. Like, there are people that are born that never see, but you had visions yeah. so you were able to see, so you know roughly, because yeah. you have let that.
14: Me, a, let me yeah. tell you the difference between that. Someone being born blind, they're actually more successful as a blind person because they, that's all they know is being blind. So you, you, there's different levels of being blind. Like, somebody who has... Seen before and gone blind later in life, they have it harder than somebody who, you know, has been born blind because they have more opportunities because they've been blind throughout their whole life. So, like, where I went blind, I drove a car, so I I couldn't get a license. I had a hard time seeing so I went to, like, tons of different registries in Massachusetts, and I told them I forgot my glasses at home. And then they gave me a driver's license, and I I used to get into so many car accidents one time I hit four cars and then I went home and the police would show up at my house it's crazy you know yeah, but that's yeah. What So you, do so
6: you were able while losing your vision you found a DMV in Massachusetts that gave you a driver's license that's yeah, impressive yeah,
14: yeah now I used to drink and drive and everything and have all types of fun I used to put my buddies in the back of my truck um, and they had baseball bats and we would play like mailbox baseball you know but hey that, you know that was back in the 90s when the America with Disability Act just started, and they used to tell people not to tell anybody about your disability or anything and hide it from the public, and you know, that's that's what type of stuff came out of that. Now, uh, you know, the society's more accepting now and you know you know disabled people they're heroes amongst our society now you know what i mean 20 You're about per-
6: heroes i don't know about that
14: yeah, t- well 20% of the world has a disability you know so it's a pretty large yeah. population you know what i mean well but so, there's different
6: degrees of it right i mean there's different yeah, levels yeah, of yeah yeah
14: different types of disabilities yeah. Yeah. You, know?
6: you know all right but, so uh, the haters are still here blind scott uh, Robbie the mariner fan says blind scott said he doesn't care if people say bad things about him yet scott once got my twitter account shut down for her harassment towards him. According to Twitter, Scott was offended that I called him blind. Scott is a weasel, a liar, and a racist. All right, Scott, how do you respond?
14: Oh, yeah. Oh, because that guy, you know, he's a little baby. Hey, when you come at me with these crazy things and say these crazy things like, I'm gonna do whatever I can to do it right back. I, I even reported him to the FBI too. You know, I, I, I don't care. You <laughs> no, know? no, no, Scott, it's
6: a, just a Twitter beef. You don't need to report it to the FBI. Well, the FBI well, doesn't the care about that.
14: it. Well, here's the thing with, with Twitter. You know, Twitter changed the whole guidelines. Like, eight years ago, you could say whatever you wanted on Twitter to anybody. They didn't care, you know? All of a sudden, Twitter started policing what you said, and there was a report button. And that just brought the game up even more, you know what I mean? People did it to me, so I did it back to them. So it's all part of the Twitter beef. Don't say stuff offensive if you don't want to lose your Twitter account. Well,
6: yeah, but you keep it on Twitter. You don't be blocked. I mean, Scott, how many many of the Malheur Militia guys have you gotten blocked from things they've said on Twitter because you didn't like them?
14: Oh, I mean, I've had, like, six different Twitter accounts, you know, so... Yeah, no, i block them if they... Well, you know what happens is they get me so angry, my Twitter accounts get shut down from fighting with them, you know what I mean? So it's just you know, you gotta, I, I'm trying to have, like, a Twitter account, so... He, I get so fired up. I wish I could meet some of these people in person and just fist fight them, you know? I'm, I'm actually pretty tough. I can do a 150 push ups at once. I would love, you know, I, I get yeah. so mad at that guy, Justin. He drives me crazy. I think he's like an all right guy, but I see he ordered a size large t shirt. I'm like, this is a tiny man, you know? No wonder why he's acting uh, so crazy. All right, Twitter, calm
6: down, you know? calm down. You have a lot to say. Very talkative here, Blind Scott, which I like. It's the power hour with Blind Scott. And let's go to a man who had his own hour last week Sean the Hood guy in L. LA who's on with Blind Scott? Hello, Sean, the Hood Guy.
17: What's going on, Big Ben, army
6: What's going on, man? You hey, tell I me. I just want to
17: talk to the OG of the militia, man. I know Blind Scott's one of the OGs of uh, the militia, you know what I'm saying? I just want to ask him his take on, uh, you know, we got 650,000 people a year dying from the pneumonia and flu. Do he think that uh, the government is using this corona stuff to just like, you know, to control everybody and put everybody living in fear and Got people going crazy in stores and stuff. I just want to hear his political takes. I know he got political t- good takes on stuff, man.
14: Oh, yeah, definitely, man. And I am good with politics, and I'm a big fan of you too, Sean. But, uh, you know, I don't think the government really wants to see this because the government doesn't want to see any more people on disability. So all these people who get coronavirus and survive, they're going to be they're joining me in the disabled community. I mean, some of them are not as bad, but they'll be on Medicare. you got lung problems, you know. Normal people that just... They don't even think about what it's like to be disabled are now going to have to live with disabilities. And, you know, they're going to get fired from their jobs and, they, you know, standing at the food. You know, I've tried to find a food pantry before. You know how hard it is to find a food pantry when you can't see and you're hungry? You know, it's the hardest thing. If you give up halfway and you're too embarrassed to go there. So, you know, I, I don't really think that coronavirus is an attack on, like, on our society like you would think. I just think, uh, you know, China kind of dropped the ball on it by not – not being yeah. a bit well, you, there, but... there are, as you
6: know, Scott. The, there's a whole bunch of conspiracies that are. No, yeah, out no. There
14: I've, on I've read them. On, the, I, don't the I, I don't think I. don't think your boss wants us talking about them on the show, though. There will never be Blind Scott Hour ever again if I start doing that. Uh, look you know at you. You're saying? concerned
6: about you. You want to be back. You want this to be a regular staple of the show, Blind Scott. Yeah, yeah, I, like yeah I think
14: that, we could do apology hour with Blind Scott, and I can call people who uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time. know, I, mean, I haven't. My brother-in-law, he lives right around the corner. I haven't seen him in two years. We could call him at like four in the morning. You know. Yeah, I got it. it. My brother-in-law, he's Italian, and and my sister-in-law is Muslim. When I get angry, I, I throw racial slurs at them like crazy. So I just let you know, I let everything fly. You know.
6: Yeah, yeah, I, well, uh, sometimes you can't do that on the radio, though, Scott. Yeah, Yeah, you know, you yeah, yeah, it, so, you know
14: yeah. one thing I've learned, though, once something comes out of your mouth, then other, people should listen to this advice. Once something comes out of your mouth, you can never take it back in, you know? So you, gotta, you should be careful what you say, you know what I'm saying?
6: Well, yeah, and apologies just create more problems than anything. You apologize, and then people demand more apologies. Ernie the Great O'Piner writes in, says, Has Blind Scott dated a blind person before, and has Kramer ever bit anyone?
14: Oh, um, well, Kramer, they don't, like Kramer, Kramer's like, a, he's an $80,000 dog. That's how much they cost. I, I mean, I don't pay that much, but... Well, but I remember we the, you
6: went, I remember when you were before, you called the show before you had Kramer, and then you went to New Jersey, right? Wasn't it Jersey? Yeah, you were hanging out yeah. for, to, to work with Kramer to learn how to, you know, yeah, live it's together. A, it's, it's
14: a big deal. Only like, only like, um, not that many blind people have them, like less than 1% of the blind population have it because... They don't like dealing with the dogs and everything, but it's, it's way better than using... The mobility cane's an object detector, and the dog's an object avoider, you know what I mean? It's just a lot of work, because well, a lot of people who are married, they'll get a, a, a dog, like a guy dog or a seni dog, and their wife won't like it, because the wife is the one helping the blind guy, usually, and she has all the control of the blind guy, or the opposite of, you know... You know, it wouldn't always be a guy or a woman. So then once the dog comes to the picture, the blind guy gets independence and dignity, and then she can't control the blind guy anymore. So it actually, the dog breaks up marriages a lot of the time. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So,
6: the dog gets in the way here. You're trying <laughs> to have a The dog interferes. That's yeah, so not yeah. right.
14: Yeah. yeah, one time, me and, me and a lady were in bed, and Kramer comes in after, and he cleans up with his tongue sometimes, you know? And, he, you know, he, that was at the beginning. I had to get used to that, but, you know, he doesn't do that anymore. That's disgusting. But All right. Uh, it,
6: some of the other guys in the militia here, we got Terry, Terry in England, uh, says, Blind Scott, this is especially for you, uh, you racist douchebag, you fake tough guy. Kramer must be shaking every time he opens his ugly mouth. What? Terry's very upset with you, Terry in England there, You know, Scott. he
14: said, like, really nasty things to me. I looked up his contact information on the internet once. I saw he worked at, like, a school. I was like, I should give him a call at his work, you know? No. But I, I wouldn't <laughs> really do that. But it, no. people are crazy, you know what I mean? They, you know, uh, calm I down, you. Terry. It's not easy. Uh,
6: yeah, yeah, right. Well, you easy. did admit you called the FBI on Robbie, the Mariner fan, earlier. No, it seems like a pretty drastic to step FBI. to take.
7: Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Blind Scott, he has been
6: calling our show for 14 years, uh, at least, maybe even more than that. Now the time keeps flying by, and he has had. Ma- he's very polarizing. Here. He's had many. Run-ins with other members of the Maryland Militia. You've also been blocked, Scott, by a bunch of celebrities. By the way, this hour and every hour on Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, Mike in Nashville, Manic Mike says, uh, question for Blind Scott. I accidentally got my toilet brush stuck in my toilet. Any suggestions on how to remove it? other than sitting on it to pull it out?
14: Oh, he can use his salad tongs and just grab it with the salad tongs, just pull them back in his kitchen after, you know what I mean? That's what I would do. Hey, uh, you know, uh, I I had quit drinking a while back. I don't really like drinking that much anymore, but it was because I got so sick, and uh, with this coronavirus, they cured the hepatitis C from my liver, so I think they could cure coronavirus too, you know what I mean?
6: Yeah, they will find a, a solution for and, and this. And I survived
14: the opioid em- epidemic too, and HIV, and going blind. So I think I can survive this coronavirus. I'm not that worried about it. And another thing, I know ever since I've been listening to the show, the Red Sox won all those World Series, Patriots won all those Super Bowls, Bruins won some Stanley Cups. You know, even the Celtics won a championship in I pretty good luck you know was, yeah you're right
6: it, all that has happened is when i started at fox sports radio the boston was like the town of losers the red sox hadn't won in forever and they would, had that that going on and the you know, patriots dynasty the
14: and everything its just racist people before that but now it's like the whole city's united there's a bunch of losers there though it's all too it's so tight there you know what i mean the, all right, uh,
6: let's see. Uh, Rob in Des Moines writes in. He says, are the rumors about Blind Scott and the peanut butter with Kramer true? That's from, I don't know what he's talking about oh, yeah, there. this
14: is stupid joke, you know. But, hey, good, uh, good, good good, to get that one in, you know.
6: I understand. <laughs> I understand. <it. laughs> all right, Scott. That is uh, outstanding. Well, we have some more calls for you here. Uh, we had a guy that was ready to take your place if you flaked on us. Blind Seabass. It's all blind radio here in the Blind Scott Power Hour and we say hello to Blind Seabass, who's in Nashville. Hello, Seabass.
14: What's up, man? What's
6: going on, Scott? How you doing, hey, my what's brother?
14: Up, what's up, Seabass? It's a good city to live in Nashville. It's a good city for a blind person. Probably good to walk around there. So what's your, what's your level of blindness? You use a mobility cane yet? Are you legally blind? What, what type of uh, condition? What are you working with? What's, what's, what's ailing you on the with your blindness? Yeah, I
15: have a, uh, I've got a cane. I'm actually completely blind in my right eye and have less than ten percent my uh left. Mine was caused though by uh uh diabetes, me not taking care of myself oh. I got diabetic retinopathy.
14: Oh yeah, that's you gotta really stay healthy, man. You gotta make sure you stay in shape. You know what oh, they yeah. call? Co- now, you know what now they co-
15: is um six po- uh my hemoglobin A one C, which is the how much sugars in your blood, is uh, six point four, so it keeps doctors off my back.
14: Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, they say that's the hardest way to go blind through uh, diabetic retinography because it happens so fast. So, like, yeah. where I've gone blind gradually, like, someone with diabetes, they go blind really quick, and then it's real hard to adjust. So, like, i got to tell you something. Uh, you, when you're using your cane and you accidentally get it stuck between a lady's legs, they call that Flossing. <laughs>
15: <laughs> well, that's good to know too. But I think my
14: girlfriend would kill me if I ever tried something like that. Oh, nice, nice. You have a girlfriend, yeah, man. You better be yeah, good to I her. A, uh, I got a girl and I got a ten-year-old. Oh wow, man, you're like a primo blind guy. Geez, so you so. He,
15: <laughs> the other problem with though is my with my ten-year-old is I got a he's uh Unfortunately, the diabetes has uh, manifested in him right oh, man. when I went blind. So I stay on him pretty hard about it. it to uh yeah. keep up, and you know I do have a little beef with you earlier that you were you know talking like I am inspirational my man I'm trying in in Nashville I'm trying to get it set up to where I can mentor you know eighteen. 18, 19, 20-year-old type 1 diabetics like myself, so yeah. they don't end up losing a foot or like me, losing their vision or something you, you, like that. Yeah,
14: no, that is, no, you should do that, and you know Tom Brady's book, he has great health tips in there. You should get that, and you, you could do public speaking, too. You could speak to people about diabetes and going blind, but... I. Uh, you should get a dog too, because then you can travel more and you can get involved with dogs. Yeah, you know, how do you get a dog, those...
6: Scott? How does one get a dog? Like how would he, Let's well, yeah, uh, walk... that's,
15: what, that's what's going to be my question, is, Ben? Is how yeah. does one get a dog? Because i I've, I've talked because I'm, of course, on disability, so I have Medicaid and Medicare. But I mean, well, I, I can't. Well, let me tell out you right now.
14: Well, let me tell you right now. I give you a reference to a school, and then you go and you get one. They're easy to get. There's to. like 14 of them in the United States. They give them to you for free. They would love to have you. All you need to do is be able to use the mobility cane, and you already use it so you can get a dog. You just have to apply, and they'll get you one. Yeah, but don't you have to, year. Scott,
6: you, I remember when you were going through that, you had to go to like live in New Jersey for a little while. Yeah, right? I went for like yeah.
14: five weeks. But yeah, they, they, they love to give him a dog because not many blind people use a dog, and it's just like such yeah. a great All thing. Right. Can he email well, man, you, Scott?
20: or you yeah, can, yeah, yeah, he yeah. can
14: email me. I'm on Twitter. Or you can yeah. email me, or uh, you know anything. Yeah, you all can right. email Ben and Ben can forward you my email. Yeah, there you, know? you
6: go. You, that's a good way to do it. Email me, Seabass, uh, and then I will forward your email to Scott. There, it's oh, my yeah. email is can Ben Maller, so that
15: I can uh, get all the information. All right,
6: uh, we'll put you. A, Coop will give you my email off the. Of you. There you go. It's Ben Maller Show at Gmail though. Yeah, Look at this blind Scott. You're like get, you're like Mother get, Teresa, blind Scott Here yeah, you're helping out the blind community.
14: Too. Yeah, I get a referral bonus for that too, like ten grand, and then. I was going to say, if he has more kids, the government give him more money. Every kid he has, the government give him like six hundred a month, so he could just keep having kids. You know. There
6: you go. Keep having the kids. You get you get the dog. You get ten grand out of that, and then uh, it's uh, the way to go. Ernie uh, writes in again. He says, "Who is Blind Scott's lamest person in the Maller Militia? Who do you dislike the most in the Maller Militia?"
14: I, I really don't dislike anybody in the Maller Militia. You know, I've interacted with a lot of these people, and they're all they're all pretty decent. They just act, you know, they act real tough and stuff, but they all. Oh, pretty much. Good-hearted. A couple, you know. Over one guy, one guy got a couple guys have called the police on me before, and they've had the police call me and try to be like, hey, "You're giving so and so a hard time," and I, I know, I know my rights, so I just say, you know, "F you," you yeah. know, get a restraining order, you know.
6: that's a great way to handle it, Scott. Very professional. And uh, you're not alone, though. I remember Pete in Pittsburgh from a previous generation. He had the FBI at his house because of some stuff that he was doing on the radio. So you got to be careful. They're always listening. They're always listening. Uh, Bozo writes in. He says, is Blind Scott having more luck with the ladies since he went blind? Yeah, Blind Scott. Now, you've told us randomly how you've done very well with the ladies. In fact, I remember um, a couple of months ago, you were, like, about to get married. Yeah, and I was it...
14: going to get married. Yeah, you know, when I was using that cane, no ladies liked me at all. And then, you know, I got the dog. And, well, you know, technology changed, too. Like, the smartphone for the blind wasn't even around until, like, 2014 or 15 where I could use it. And then I started using I went on those online dating apps, and I had a dog. And yeah, I just did so well. But what happens is, like, a lot of women, they, they say things to you like, they're embarrassed to be around you or they don't understand. They say, when you're, I'm home all day, they say, like, oh, I wish I could do that. I'm like, oh, it's like a jerk. So it's hard to, like, find the right person. But, you know, I'm yeah. a generous guy. I do, I'm do. i a really handsome guy, too, so I, I don't have a hard time with that. Uh, you sure, know and I, you're
6: very, I mean, say very humble as well, uh, very yeah, humble. I, I know all the clearly. moves, too. You do. You know all the moves. And so do, do the women feel, like,
14: um, guilty or yeah, something no, like that? No, you know what they no. think? They're like, I can get. I got really attractive women, like since I've gone blind, because they think because I can't see them, it's like some type of like thing they've never experienced before, and they say, "Guys are so used to calling me beautiful," and I'm thinking, "Well, they're not really that great looking, but I'll go with that." You know what I mean?
6: <laughs> I hear you, Scott. I hear you. I, I've had
14: better luck with older women, though. You know, but I think that's yeah. like anybody. Well, uh,
6: beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. right? Uh, you have to take what you can get. I hear you. Absolutely correct on that. Uh, let's see. We have some more questions for you, blind Scott uh robs is uh, a blind leading the blind only on fox sports radio uh gurgles writes in says uh what's happening on the ben Mallow show blind scott is excellent look at that you got a fan this guy gurgles is that a friend of yours
14: no i yeah. i i, I, I paid yeah that's me i'm i have another twitter account i'm running at the same time okay <laughs> uh
6: sports uh sports plus writes in he says please ask blind scott Ah, uh, what tourist attraction in Boston is a must see? I see uh, you said must see there. So uh, anything in uh, Boston, the duck boats? Or um, well, the, I would o- go on the
14: the duck boats. You know, uh, you're not sponsored by the duck boats or anything. I don't have anything good to say about them. But okay. I, I think right. you, the best thing about Boston is the Freedom Trail. You know why? I agree free. with you. I love my,
6: my. That is my. Well, well, no. There's paid. There's like a paid tour. But I love walking around that part. Of, uh, of Boston it's pretty cool they have uh, well actually, I think it is actually you have to sign up for it right though you have to sign up at the park there and you yeah can walk well you can just
14: and, walk it yourself on a map and just look at it you know what I mean and uh, they go like yeah. Fanya Hall and Quincy Market you know they, they're calling on they, they're not giving those tenants any leniency you know the people that sell like the, the food inside Quincy Market they, yeah. they said if you can't pay your rent hit the road you know what I mean you know, A lot I, I of think, people are going to be hitting
6: the road then. That's not nice. I mean, yeah, you know.
14: yeah. I mean, hey, hey. This is America. You know what I mean? But, I
6: understand. I uh, understand completely. All right, uh, blind Scott. I think uh, anything. Any final words here, oh, blind Scott? I want to talk about
14: Reg, Reggie Lewis and Len Bias. Man, those could, they could have been the best Celtics to ever play. You know what I'm saying? It, it, oh it, God. It, it, they actually played for the Celtics. You know, and in uh, one time, my daddy met Tom Brady at Fenway Park. And he said, told Tom Brady how the Patriots used to play there, and Tom Brady wanted to know which way the field went, you know. But a lot of people don't realize the Patriots used to play at Fenway Park in the '60s, you know. Well,
6: that's very random that you would bring that up, Scott. I like that you would you made sure that get that in your list. But uh, all right, listen, Scott, it's been a pleasure. You, you have, have a lot to, come to say on again,
14: too. So you can send the check to me in the mail next week, you know. Yeah, Koopaloop's going to
6: send that to you, Coop. You're on that, right, Coop? It's imaginary money, and uh,
14: yeah, I'll put it in the market. I'm pretty good at doing that.
6: Yeah, well we pay you a, a retainer of course, Scott, to call the show. All the P1s though. Yeah, I got to get gonna my teeth
14: fixed, you know. I, I, I broke up with that girl. She had the dentist connection. Now I got to pay myself, you know. I I
6: hear buy you guys, that right. for a dollar. Big pain in the ass. All right, well stay healthy, Scott. Thank you. Very good. You too, nice. thanks. All right, there he goes. Blind Scott, the Power Hour with a Brigadier General in the Maryland Militia. If you'd like to recommend someone you want to hear over a couple of segments like this, we are more than open. We'll try to do at least one or two of these a week. Probably one a week, I would think. We did a couple recently. So if you want to recommend somebody, send me an email or contact me on Twitter. Many maze to do all of that. And we will press on. We are going to have the Insta advice line. Who needs our advice? Maybe you want to give some advice to Blind Scott. We'll determine that. But the Insta advice line in its entirety, we'll get to that. We'll do it next.
11: If you're a regular listener, you know the Ben Maller Show's unconventional sports talk. We dabble in the outlandish and bond with the freaks and geeks. Facebook is a digital playground for all of us. You can chat with other P1 friends of the show. It's painless. And you can cancel any time. Just like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
7: Hey, you sports figure guy or girl hell are you talking to son here's some instant advice
1: hold that thought no one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds and if you don't like it screw you
6: and away we go it is time now for the instant advice line this portion of the ben Maller show brought to you by discover card we treat you like you would treat you and who needs our advice well the show needs our advice good hour with blind scott but we'll wrap the hour up with the instant advice line advice to make the power hour better that's the third one we've done we've had so far doc mike from chicago sean the hood guy from la and now blind scott formerly of boston now of the cape you're live on the air when you hear my voice at eight seven seven ninety nine on fox hello you you are on the air advice to make the power hour better hello I'm Funchy Kamau, and Hogan is my hero. All right. uh, Who's next here? It's the Insta Advice Line. We're trying to figure out ways to make the power hour better. Hello, you're next. Hello, go. All right, not there. We'll try the next line at 877-99-ON-FOX. These are unscreened phone calls. And we'll punch that line up. Hello, you are on the air. Hello. Hello. All right, goodbye. Let's go to the next one. It's the... uh, Insta advice line. You just got to say what you want to say, and then we'll hang up and you get to the next person. Advice to make the power hour better. Hello, you're on the air. Go.
16: Pokey, pokey, pokey.
6: All right. The pokey guy got in. Thank God for that. Hello, you're next. It's the Insta advice line.
20: Yeah, my uh, girlfriend can't wrestle, but you should see her
6: box. All right. Congratulations. All right. You are next. We're giving advice to the show on how to make the power hour better. Hello, you're on the air. Go. Destroy the state of Kansas. Yeah. All right. It seems like a great thing to do. Thank you for that. Yes. All right. 877-99 on Fox. Let's jump over here. Uh, Let's put that line on. Hello. You're on the air. Go. Two
17: hands. $20.
6: All right. That guy calls up every week. Let's keep it going. Your next Insta advice line making the power hour better. More Doc Mike Special Therapy. It works on everything. All right. Calm down, sir. You've never tried that. You're lying. How dare you? All right. Let's go to you over there on line six. You are next, line six. Hello. You're on the air. Go.
20: Turn off the power.
6: Turn off the power. We did do that earlier twice. The power turned out here. It was great. All right, screw you. I'm hanging up on you right now. How dare you? Uh, let's go to you. You are next. It's the Insta Advice Line. This will be uh, next to last one. Hurry up. Yeah, don't do drugs. Just All right, don't do drugs. Up. All right, we'll do one more. Coop a little picket. Hurry up. Line five. Line five, the final call on the Insta Advice Line to make the power hour better. Go ahead, line number five. Here's the formula the legendary call to talk radio. Oh, Steve, no! from it Steve from Manhattan. Steve from Manhattan. Oh, my God. He got in somehow. And there it is, the insta-advice line. I don't know that we accomplished much of anything, but that's normally how it goes when we do this bit
7: weekly. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
6: Looking out for numero uno. Well, come in the beginning. Of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free or a quote. So, Dreaming Big dreaming big the theme here we are 10 days away from the 2020 NFL draft a beacon of hope in the darkness of little sporting world that we're dealing with i know they are bigger fish to fry i'm aware of that but we are literally 10 days and in real time less than 15 hours less than 15 hours away from the 2020 NFL draft we'll have plenty of time to slice and dice up that event and then when it's over We'll have more time to microanalyze the 2020 NFL draft, but there is other more pressing issues that we must address, more pressing business, if you will, that we must talk about, such as the curious case of Cam Newton. It has been over two weeks since the Carolina Panthers unceremoniously parted ways with their franchise quarterback, former MVP Cameron Newton. And he is still looking out for a new job. And if you heard the latest here, if you paid attention over the weekend, maybe you missed it, you were busy watching the horsey competition, which was a painful watch. Maybe you did not see this. Cam Newton scouring the NFL globe looking for gameful employment. And over the weekend, reports trickled out that said he is willing to wait and he wants to become a high-level starter again, obviously. But Cam Newton, in no rush to sign with the team, and, but wait, it gets even better, the former Carolina Panther quarterback is reportedly willing to wait until after the NFL draft to sign because he wants to get his spot back. Cam is said to be smitten with the idea of playing for the New England Patriots, being the guy that replaces Tom Brady in Foxborough. So let us discuss. The question is simple. What are the odds that the Patriots would have a mutual interest in Cam Newton? Certainly sounds like Cam Newton, if you believe the scuttlebutt is interested in playing in Foxborough, but it's a two way street. And does the other side of the street play the same way? All right, so I'm going to set the odds at this at plus 700. And if you're not a degenerate gambler and you don't know how odds work, that implies a less than 13% chance. A little over 12% chance that Cam Newton ends up in New England and gets what apparently is his wish. Now, my take, you've got Manipulate, The Pony, and Yellowstone. And we will combine all these things together, and we will make a legendary Mahler garlic onion bell pepper pizza, which is a must-have. Now, to lead off with Bill Belichick and the Patriots, are being very coy about what they are doing. We know Tom Brady's gone. He has taken his belongings and relocated to the Tampa Bay area. But Bill Belichick, uh, he, he does have a few people that he leaks stuff to in the media, his surrogates in the media. However, it has mostly been, and this is a bad term for my business, radio silent around the Patriots and Cam Newton. We have had other coaches say that they wouldn't be stunned if the Patriots signed Cam Newton. That that story has been written. Of course, they don't name the coach. Peter King, NBC's NFL insider, said that Cam Newton would be a fit for the Patriots or the Steelers. And Hall of Famer Warren Moon chimed in recently, and he said that Cam is not a good fit. For the Patriots. Now, I'm also part of that tribe. The Cam Newton, not a good fit for the Patriots. Bill Belichick would prefer young and cheap over seasoned and expensive. And outside of Cam Newton slashing the asking price uh, that he's going to get, the going rate for a veteran of his experience, it seems very unlikely the Patriots would have any level of interest. Uh, Belichick would prefer from the outside, it would seem, someone he can mold and manipulate, right? Manipulate into what he thinks is the perfect New England quarterback. Jared Stidham is the man, but only the man by default right now. And with the Patriots expected to draft a quarterback whenever that might be, some of the names that have been tossed and floated about, some guy from Florida International, James Morgan. I, I don't know who that is. I don't think he's related to Stanley Morgan, the former Patriot from many generations ago. Uh, others say that the Patriots are going to swoop in in the first round and take Jordan Love from Utah State. Now, that guy's got the name of a star. Doesn't mean he's going to be a star, but that's the name that you can sell. Jordan Love. right? You can see that on T-shirts, coffee mugs, hats. It's got some wow factor. If you believe that the names matter that much. And I would argue that they don't really matter that much. If you're good, people will learn how to say your name. My example is Giannis Adentakumbo. Nobody knew how to say Giannis Adentakumbo's name because there's too many letters in it. And then he became good. And then he won an MVP award. And all of a sudden, every hack in the media learned how to say Giannis Adentakumbo. They learned how to say the name. And you can do the same with any name. But in this example, but Tua Tungavailoa is another example. Tua Tungavailoa at Alabama but guy came in, everyone was freaking out, people were running to YouTube and the media to try to learn how to pronounce the guy's name, and then all of a sudden, ta-da, uh, he, he, Alabama won, and he became a household name. And now he'll be a uh, top draft pick uh, in, in the uh, NFL draft year in a couple of weeks. Uh, Bill Belichick, he likes the model of taking the lower-round quarterback, and using his voodoo boogaloo and turning that person into a respectable player. Of course, it worked with Brady. That was 20 years ago. Can he go back to the well again? Now, furthermore, so, and, and let me point out before we move on here, when the Patriots drafted uh, Brady, they had no intention that he would become Tom Brady. They did not think that they were getting an all time great. When they drafted, and they already had Drew Brees, who at the time was the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, who had nothing left at that time with the Pats. Now to continue on, so Cam Newton, he's got several check marks right near his name, but not in a good way, that lead you to believe that he is not high on Bill Belichick's uh, wish list on his big board for the Patriots. Now, what are those check marks? Cam Newton damaged goods. right? Clearly the Panthers didn't think he was healthy. They ran for the hills. They went with Teddy Bridgewater who has his own resume of injury from his days with the Vikings a couple years back. A devastating leg injury for Teddy Bridgewater. But that was the way to go over Cam Newton. Uh, at least in Carolina. They said, well, they're changing the coaching staff and the front office is turned over so they wanted a fresh start. There is a legitimate concern that Cam Newton is so so far not out of the woods that the danger of signing him is he turns into a malingering player. And Cam is only going to be 31 years old by next NFL season. His birthday is in May. Happy quarantine birthday because you have that to look forward to. But by football standards, that's like middle-aged. You're near the end of your prime. Your athletic prime goes typically from 26 or 27 to 32. And then, depending on how good or bad you are, you have a slow decline after that. From the age of 32 to 35, you're typically still pretty good. And then in the past, there's always been a drop-off. Now, there are exceptions to the rules, like Tom Brady, uh, although his numbers have gone down the last couple of years. Drew Brees who puts up gaudy numbers, and then the last, uh, maybe not so much last year, but the two years prior to that, Breeze, the last couple games of the regular season, struggled. And he has had problems in the playoffs as those guys play into their 40s. So let's say that Cam Newton passes a rigorous physical, and he doesn't appear to be fragile the other issue and the other check mark is his style of play when he is clicking on all cylinders as a dual threat quarterback and if you watched him play over the years in the Carolinas Cam Newton is a pony he's a show pony he's flamboyant he's got the flair for the cameras he's known for the chest puffs the pelvic thrust and the arrogant struts back when he was playing for the Panthers and so Like, grumpy Bill Belichick, he wants his quarterback to be monotone, uh, to be seen, not heard, right? That's what Belichick wants, Uh, the typical boring, humble, modest, showing great humility, the unassuming quarterback. And even if Cam Newton said, listen, I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to tone it down. I'm going to hold back from the rat-a-tat-tat style of play. It would be forced, it would be unnatural, and it would be uncomfortable. Who disagrees? All right, last thing. So we have said over the last couple of weeks here that we are more on Team Jameis. Famous Jameis Winston. If I had to choose gun to the head, Jameis Winston or Cam Newton, I would take Jameis Winston to have a better second act. And even that is a long shot. Okay, Jameis Winston would... Be a debacle if he went to the Patriots. He would be. Now, keep in mind that it would be good for the show, and so selfishly that would take precedent over everything else. Uh, but Jameis Winston's another guy. He does like knucklehead things, and Belichick, uh, he, he, he would go nuts and scream and shout at Brady for throwing interceptions. Imagine what he would do with Jameis Winston. You would assume that when the game of musical chairs stops, that the Steelers, the Chargers, and Jacksonville will end up with these guys. Now, somebody's going to be left without a quarterback, but those are the most reasonable landing spots. My advice to Cam Newton, and I, I gave it, I think last week we did a third degree with Coop, and I said, you got to play the waiting game. Uh, this is a Yellowstone National Park situation. As long as I've been the watchdog on the the late night here at Fox over the years, it has been as dependable and reliable as Old Faithful. What is it? Announce your pronouns. There will be at least two starting quarterbacks who don't make it to the regular season healthy. They're going to get dinged. Whether they get dinged working out at their own, trying to become Adonis, or whether we get to the exhibition time of the year and in training camp, Something is going to go upside down, topsy-turvy. It happens every year for at least two starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Before week one of the regular season, there are going to be some things that come apart at the seams. And so when those things happen, and they are going to happen, then you have to be the opportunist, right? You have to react to that and – you can be the, the guy that comes in there and diffuses the anarchy. Uh, you can restore order. You can come in there as Cam Newton be the conquering hero. That would be the better way to go than going to Jacksonville, which seemingly is a death sentence. And plus, they already have Gardner Minshew. They got Minshew mania there. They're good to go. All right, it's Ben Maller's show. We'll take your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox, 877 877- nine nine six six three six nine we're also on Twitter at Ben Maller we still have to get to that ink. Fantastic story that we were going to get to earlier, but we got so carried away. We got so carried away. Uh, And also, no hot dogs, no peanuts, no Cracker Jacks, none of that. We'll get to that story as well, and we will do it
7: next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody?
1: This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job first tape.
8: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
10: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often.
8: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: It's Maller 2020, and you can be heard in the democracy of the Ben Maller Show. We encourage and welcome the voice of the people. That would be you. Following the voice of this show on Twitter, he's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow tonight's technical producer. He's done a great job getting Ben back on the air a couple of times. He's not perfect, but he is Chris Perfect. And you can follow him on Twitter at Chris, P-E-R-F-E-T-T. It's gotten so big, I, I might need two. Wow, uh, he's got his own drops. And now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, Mike writes in. He says, I'm
6: tweeting from the hallowed halls of Fox Sports 640. That's our home in South Florida. And he says, I would not be surprised, Mike says, to see the Patriots sign Cam Newton. He'd be a good fit for New England. He fits the profile. Well, I disagree, Mike. I just spent 15 minutes ranting like a lunatic that I do not think that would would be the case for the Patriots, that they're going to go with some unproven nobody. Uh, but, hey, I hope I'm wrong. It'd be good for the show because Cam Newton and Bill Belichick side-by-side side, or Cam Newton, or forget Cam Newton, James Winston and Belichick, either one of those would be a good combination. Now, I mentioned this story earlier. We didn't pay it off. It's ink-tastic. Uh, bring in Eddie. Did you, have you seen the photo going around social media of Lamar Jackson's new tattoo? Have you seen this? I have not. Yeah, you gotta check it out. He, all right, I'll go right now. All right, go look it out. Go look for it because it's more of a visual thing. I can describe it, but he has, and I will describe it because it's audio. You can't see it. So Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, has a brand new tattoo spread across his entire chest, and it's dedicated to his family. The tattoo artist who did the work uh, gave the backstory, and I said right before his quarantine. Uh, he, he had the chance to to ink uh, or link up rather with the legendary Ravens quarterback. Oh my! Yeah, it's pretty out there, isn't it?
11: That yeah, is, how would you describe uh, it? it's from his entire chest is covered in this tattoo. Yeah, it looks like there's a football
6: right in the middle where his heart is, and then it says
11: what 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 else? It says it's family, family. Yeah, and then it's got like blue wings. In the background, are those angel wings? Is that what that is? is it's it possible he does have three names underneath the football. I can't make. Is out. it Alyssa? Is that one of them? I think? I think Lamar is on the right. I assume maybe that's his dad is also a Lamar. I don't know. And then
6: and, and right in the middle is, is it Truz? Is that it? That's his nickname. T R U Z Z. Truz, right? That's his nickname there. So
12: I just watched a documentary on Netflix over the weekend about a tattoo artist who apparently has tattooed like anybody who's anybody all the celebrities It's actually pretty interesting yeah uh, I- I cartoon we- is the the name of the cartoon ta- yeah the tattoo artist does he draw cartoons on people is that what he's known for no i mean no i, I don't no. know if i mean it's just that kind of it's, it's a style of tattoo that everybody's copied it's re- it's really fascinating you should, you should check it out
6: I've seen some wild tattoos. Back when I was around sports in the locker room a lot, there are some crazy tattoos that uh, these guys get, man. They're all for it, man. Lamar's getting destroyed. Of course, everyone gets destroyed on social media, but people taking pot shots.
11: Oh, apparently the the reason it's a Ravens tattoo is the feather. Those are supposed to be Ravens purple feathers. Oh. What if he gets traded? (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> then he can claim it's something else, I guess. Oh, those are ravens' feathers, really? That's what. That's what uh, some of the commenters were saying.
6: Oh, okay. Uh, interesting. Eddie, any desire to get a chest tattoo like Lamar? None. None. Yeah. The like he's gonna have to spend a lot of time getting that touched up, right? When you get a, I I, I don't have a tattoo, but I have friends that have tattoos. Like, don't you? When you get a tattoo, don't you have to like spend a lot of time going back and because it. Over I don't time, think so
11: unless you get like a substandard one, right? No,
6: no. I think you have to have it touched up from time to time. Do like, you, you maintenance on it, because Chris. You got any tattoos,
11: Chris? We don't know a lot about you, you Chris,
6: No, tattoos?
13: my my dad had had a, like a small one he got when he was like forty five. I I guess if like you get bigger or something, it can like stretch. But <laughs> other than that, ink as they say, ink is permanent. I I, I actually know a few tattoo artists. I've never heard of. Uh, too many being touched up, though. It's not like, you know. Well, no, but
6: isn't that, I mean, all right, maybe I'm yeah. talking out of my tubes but I had heard, somebody had told me, maybe they just were goofing on me because I don't have tattoos, but they said that one of the things that tattoo parlors do to stay, because not everyone's getting tattoos to keep a part, you know, you got to pay the rent at a tattoo parlor. And so you, you have people come in for like a touch up, you know, brighten it up a little bit after a certain amount of time, things you know wear down. Yeah, I know I, it's forever.
13: I do know, I do, I do know some older tattoos. They, they, I think you're right. They do kind of fade a little bit. And again, you know, skin changes over time, and. You know, your body changes. So there's probably probably a lot involved with that, yeah. Well, it's
6: kind of like the car dealership, right? The car dealership, they have a maintenance plan. You can come in and get your car serviced or whatever. You can get your tattoo service for a price. (laughs) If you're somebody like
12: me, well, first of all, I don't have any tattoos, but I would probably, if I did have a tattoo, would never need it touched up because I don't spend a lot of time in the sun. (laughs) So...
6: (laughs) So I think that's the that's <laughs>
12: I, th- I think that's like I think like uh, Chris said, it's either you, you know were really fat and got skinny or really skinny and got fat. Or you spend a lot of the time in the sun, and years down the line, yeah, it, I, it fades.
13: I think if you're also as you get old, if your skin starts to, you know, you, you get you get the wrinkles, you start to really it age, sagging like a
6: little bit. Yeah, you know, I think I think at that point time, too, like
13: yeah. some of the ink does start to fade. Then, but again, yeah. I don't, I can't remember all the specifics off the top of my head. have I've been wanting to try to get tattoos, but you know, I think one of my goals in my life is to try to visit Japan a lot, and I know over there it's kind of a big thing. Like you can't go into a lot of baths if you have like. Tattoos. Going to what? Just bath, like, uh, public baths in Japan and whatnot. What kind of bath are you
6: looking at there? Chris? No, yeah. so it's hot
13: springs. It's, mm, it's just mm-hmm. a big thing in, in Japan. <laughs> oh, oh.
6: Any other countries you want to visit that have no. Oh, plenty. No,
13: I, I, yeah. I'd I like to hope one day. You'd, you'd i
6: would like don't to go to the down.
13: Russian bathhouses, too. Yeah.
12: <laughs> <laughs>
6: All right. Uh, let's, go, <laughs> let's take some phone calls here. Let's say, uh, do we, is Justin still there? He wants to cash a golden ticket. Hello, Justin in Cincinnati. Get- I've got a golden
16: ticket.
5: Wow, well, we learn a lot
20: on this show. Whatever
13: Chris does in bathhouses, that's his own business. I just get clean. That's all. Okay, yeah, sure.
20: Uh, I'd like to say hi to Robbie, my good friend. I hope he's doing well. And I'm off the Fauci bandwagon. This dude's been wrong every step of the way. 240,000 people dead, not happening. If New York wouldn't have exploded, we'd be able to bang any chick in the country right now.
6: All right. right.
20: Thank you.
12: Uh, May I make a suggestion, Ben?
6: Yes, Coop. I mean we know we know it every time we put Justin on, at some point we're not gonna be able to carry the whole thing. So well, I we, think that well, I didn't we didn't dump that. Should we have dumped that? I don't know, probably so. But uh, sure,
12: yeah. I think that you should stop going to him as caller number five on the uh, site the bite.
11: Because you don't want him to get golden tickets. Yeah. Before. He's the yeah. he like has he ever had a good use of a golden ticket? No, he doesn't I love not. when he says suck it, coop. That's kind of amusing. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah it's not it's usually not good let's go to tammy in montana who's next hello tammy hey hey
9: ben there was nothing wrong with what he said uh justin that was kind of funny so um so i tried Ben. <laughs> don't encourage sometimes him, tammy, he's funny
16: and
6: uh, and i will argue <laughs> and i know i get these emails tammy uh our friends listening in the bible belt don't always agree with that so to each their own all right yes how can we help you tammy
9: we we all have our moments. So I did try calling when that um, crybaby loser, Blind Scott, was on, but the lines were totally busy. So I wanted to just uh, say a few things. The way he spoke about people talking bad to him on Twitter and he's having to block these poor you know people that are talking so bad to him, that made him sound like the biggest crybaby of the militia. Um, Friday, you know, he called me a fraud for whatever reason. And I wanted to remind him and the militia that the only Benny that he ever won was because he voted for himself about 10,000 times. And he disrespected you, Ben, and the show by not showing up for a verbal octagon. So true. I'm going to call him a fraud. And it's so true. And then since he admittedly, are admits to sitting down when he pees. I think his new name should oh, be yeah. instead of Blind Scott, it should be Blind Squat. There you go. All right. There you go. Thanks, <laughs> Ben. ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs>
6: Blind, blind squat from Boston. That's uh, got a quite quite the flow to it.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. All right, we've upset Jay. He says, you guys
6: are dumb. You get a tattoo once if your tattoo artist is good. It's once, that's it. There you go. All right. Thank you, Jay. All right. Our ben Maller show as we press on here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's check in with Hollerin James from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I understand he's been on he's been on hold for a while, but he's still awake. Let's find out if he's sleeping yet or not. Hello, Hollerin James.
19: I wasn't late, Ben. I was right on time. And you didn't even put me through to the other line. And I'm not going to say for who, but
6: Brian Scott is a fool. You're not a, fa- well, you're not a fan of his work? Why not? What, what do you have against Scott? Because he should go squad, like somebody said it. Oh, I don't to mention Tammy. who. Yeah, I know. I know you but, love your Tammy in Montana, whatever she says. I got you. Boy, hey, not because of that, because...
19: This guy, I think he's taking so pity on himself being knocked off of the Mala militia for being on his uh, transpired aggression on what's going on with himself.
6: I, I don't know. Your radio's turned up there, James. You're I know.
19: Right. I have to turn it down, don't I? And, and I have the respect for the show.
6: Here, let me get to the radio. All right. Take give your time. Don't mind us. Just, uh, we're just, uh, just talking. Just give about... me a minute. Just give me a All minute. All right. Uh, uh, we have music a here. A Blind Scott... Uh, He's ripping blind Scott here, hollering James, and he wants to turn the radio down so he doesn't hear that feedback.
19: Yeah, I have to give you feedback because, you know, somebody's got to put him in this place. It's yeah. because he has a vulnerable disability. I have one, too. That's why I get that disability check from the state of Minnesota every week that I receive my weekly allowance. That I would like to endeavor.
6: Endeavor, yeah. I got you. All right, well, all right, very it, good. So you, it, re- you, you feel better now?
19: On, right?
6: what, what do you spend really- your money on? What do you? does a guy like Hollering James buy? What do you buy? What well, do I buy?
19: I buy memorabilia of many sports teams. If you saw my... If you saw my apartments before I had lost my apartments, before you assisted me in getting evicted, which you don't feel that guilty about anymore because you don't talk about that that much anymore. Well, I I I do feel guilty. I
6: feel bad that you got evicted because of the show. I'm not happy about that. I'm not proud of that. But you got the nickname Hollering James by hollering in the middle of the night, and you actually got evicted from your home. Because you kept screaming in the middle of the night, James. So, uh, but you're not doing that anymore. You're more mellow now. You're not screaming as much because you've you've learned, right? I have to be around more
19: mellow people now, and it'll just increase my medications and put me to sleep a lot quicker. How can I stay up for the Ben Muller show if I'm sound to sleep? All
6: right, now, now, hold on a sec. Hollering, James. Now, last, I remember, it wasn't the last time we talked, but a couple times ago, you were really freaking out because there's no sports. Have you adjusted now? You've had over a month, Scott, no sports. It's over a month. Are you okay now? I've been I watching you a little by.
19: bit of the host racing. The host racing? A horse racing? Oh, the yeah, horse I've been watching, watching a little horse bit
6: racing? of that. Oh, yeah. That's still going on, but no fancy. But I all right. that horse, Listen, James, I uh, that horse Seattle slew. I must move on, James, but I'm glad you're doing well. Thank you there. Very nice. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, by the way, David in Pennsylvania, we've got conflicting reports here on this tattoo controversy. We, we started, we talked about Lamar Jackson. David says, yes, Ben, you are correct. They touch up tattoos all the time. Also, cover-ups, people don't
11: like them anymore. They change or cover them up. Oh, like one of Tiger King's husbands or ex-husbands.
6: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah remember? that's a reference there.
11: <laughs> Pop
6: culture reference. There. Yeah.
11: All right.
6: Let's go now to our unofficial doctor. He's in Chicago. Doc Mike is next up. Hello, Doc. You Who got the early doc. Early
20: morning. How's Eddie doing today?
11: Wonderful, Doc. Great to hear from you.
20: And a boy, you got your tickets for uh, Chicago?
11: No, I don't. We're not <laughs> traveling anywhere anytime soon.
20: No, uh, October.
11: Yeah, I don't think so. Not this oh. October. No.
20: Holy cow! Okay, well, I'm coming out to Boulder. Uh, I'm in that uh, Golden Ticket uh, Urine Association out there. <laughs> keynote speaker. <laughs> and it took me a couple of days to figure out the. Uh, now, now golden doc, hour. Now,
6: Doc, hold on. A, <laughs> now, Doc, hold on a sec. Are you are you a bigger hero in the urine community now that we had you oh, on?
20: It's unbelievable. I've got. I just sent a hundred pages of research. To Boulder, <laughs> and they're drafting a letter to India, to the Prime Minister yeah. there, to have everybody in India start drinking their urine.
11: <laughs> the urine the community. That don't. Uh, yeah, there's a whole community know, of people I, yeah. that love their urine. <laughs> Eddie, what's they, wrong with that? I've you never heard that's... someone talk about the urine community before. Yeah, well, now you have. See, that's why oh, it's see very, like, very large.
20: Emails? I know at least uh, forty to fifty thousand. What do you call those um, uh, Facebook groups? Is that something? Uh, Who on the internet? Facebook groups.
6: Yeah, sure, group. it sounds... Just go with it, Doc. Just go okay. with it. Now, now, Doc, has any president ever been part of the urine club? Has anybody... Uh, oh, partaken?
20: absolutely. In the okay. Second World War, okay, <laughs> uh, many of the troops drank their urine. In, um, uh, Imagine Kennedy it's not,
6: it's not and Johnson president.
20: with the Vietnam War. They were pissing in their boots. All right, all right. <laughs> You can't
6: say it like that, Doc. You got... All right, Dumpy.
11: come on. I mean, what do we... Jeez, Doc. Uh, well, that's how they talk in the urine community. Is that Well, that's just urine slang. <laughs>
6: <laughs> All right. Now, thank you, Doug. Uh, let's go to – I can't go back to him because he's just going to say it again. Uh, remember that time he said when, when this whole thing with the coronavirus started, Eddie, remember he used a term – to describe our friends in uh, certain countries in Asia. Yes, and, I do. Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah. And then he proceeded to tell us that it's just, you know, has. You know.
12: Anyway, right, I. I Doc's still there. I told him he can't say that if you want to, you know. All
6: right. All right. We'll go back to Doc. Doc, are you there, Doc? R-
20: yeah, right here. I'm sorry. Um,
6: yeah. All right.
20: You know, there's certain things you could say and certain you can't. I suppose you could send me that vocabulary book. You know, I do. Yeah, get I'll, I'll tell You're... you
6: uh, things you can and can't say on the radar. Yeah. I remember that one time, Doc, you were obsessed with, um, uh, it was a reference to a camel, and you kept saying that on the air, and we had to you. We had to I dump don't you. say that anymore. You don't, but for, there was like a, a year you called the show, and like, you could not wait to work that in, Doc. <laughs> you loved that phrase. It was it's hilarious. thing, you know. I understand, Doc. I understand. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, all right, so what, what are you trying, what's your agenda here, Doc? What do you got? What are you trying to get across here on this phone call? What do you got for me?
20: We found out that urine therapy, Generates ozone, uh, oxygen, hydrogen peroxide, and mm. chlorine dioxide—all viral killers. Yeah. Okay, now if you don't like to have uh, urine as a, a staple in your diet, yeah. gargle some hydrogen peroxide, three percent. Okay, yeah. so now, We've got now for, some alternatives. D- let me let me let me uh, point out
6: uh, <laughs> yeah. the Doc last week, uh, Doc, you spent about a half an hour on the phone with me, Doc, trying to to walk me through this, and we we reached a compromise on the hydrogen peroxide, like that. I'm willing to do. I've done that before when I've had like my gums. I've had a problem with my gums. I've done that, so I I would be open to doing that. Right as now, opposed if, if to you me.
20: if you have ever done that, you've got the antibodies
6: to all viral. Uh, oh, there you the go. Tax. See, I'm good. I'm good. I've done that before, Doc. I'm all right. I'm in good From shape. What I understand, See, yeah.
20: Nobody at your offices there has the uh, the uh, viral. You know, this yeah. this, this, this uh, virus. Yeah, I hear you. Doug. All right. All Big right. scam, all anyway. But you I, know.
6: of course, of course, Doc. Everything's a scam. How I can
20: know. you shut down the world economy with a common cold?
6: Uh, they've done it. For uh, I know people are dying. It's a false flag, just like, quite the the say, flag, just all like right.
20: Vietnam. All right. All right. Oklahoma City.
6: Yeah, I got you. I got to go. Everything's fake. I know. All right. (laughs) Nothing actually happens. Everything's, you know. I know. (sighs) You got the doc. You got the doc locked and loaded. Uh, Let's say hello to Joe in San Antonio. The legends just keep coming. Hello,
7: Joe.
18: Hey, Ben. I know we're short on time. How dare you call me a loser when I'm not on the air to defend myself? Anyway, I uh, I really enjoyed the Power Hour with uh, Scott. You know, when he's not rushed, he he sounded very intelligent, very put together. Uh, I liked that. Uh,
6: that was oh, don't, nice. Uh, don't encourage him. You're going to encourage him now. What are you doing? All right. <laughs> no, he, he sounded really good.
18: You know, I was sitting here uh, having a beer sipping some rose vodka and i thought maybe i had had a little too much and then that guy brian called in, and i said oh my god i'm fine <laughs> that guy was that was a kick
6: yeah. how much vodka have you had? how much vodka have you had here what are we talking about I mean, you had a whole bottle what are we looking at here
13: uh just a, a shot and a half i thought rose
12: shot was half. champagne what is rose vodka
13: I thought rose was a type of wine.
18: <laughs> Rosé vodka—it's a Svetka vodka blended with five percent rose wine, ah. and it's ah. actually very tasty.
6: So it's a hybrid. It's a, you're drinking a hybrid.
18: Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it it, it doesn't taste okay. that vodka at all. It's uh, actually very tasty, and uh, okay. just 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 sip on it. That's all. Thank you. Anyway.
6: All right. I got to go. Thank you. All right. The hotline in this portion of the Ben Mallow Show brought to you by Discover. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limits on how much they'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Now, we have not played. Coach Player Entertainer in some time. I'm feeling like we should play Coach Player Entertainer. I feel like we should play it today. If you would like to participate, I need a couple of contestants. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're going to have Coach Player Entertainer. We'll bring it back. It's been on hiatus. We'll get to that. We'll do it next.
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
11: Only a few rare birds are able to listen to all four hours of the Ben Maller Show live overnight, but thanks to podcasting, you have no excuse to miss a second of our unorthodox chatter. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us five stars. It's quick, painless, and a noise management. And now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Ready? Put on your thinking
7: caps. Hi, my name is. What? Time to identify. My name is. Is it a coach, player, or entertainer? And it is coach, player, entertainer. We're
6: going to play the game right here momentarily. I just want to point out a couple things here. I had teased, and I didn't pay it off no hot dogs, no peanuts, no Cracker Jacks. Mark Cuban over the weekend was on Fox News on Fox News Sunday and said that the NBA is going to come back this season, he predicted, but without fans. So they won't be selling hot dogs, peanuts, and Cracker Jacks. And there's also a NASCAR controversy, which we didn't bring up earlier, but apparently. Uh, during the NASCAR iRacing event, uh, there is a, a driver Kyle Larson who dropped an n bomb. <laughs> who goofed? I've got to know during the live streaming what? of the, uh, the the race, and so the, the people, there's calls for him to apologize. I assume he's already apologized by now, but uh, I've seen somebody sent me the video. He did say uh, he did say that's uh, taboo. You're not allowed to say that. It's a bad job by him. And uh, the word police will kick his ass. Let's go meet our contestants. We've got Big Ray in Colorado. Hello, Big Ray. What's up, Big Ben? What's going on, Ray? Congratulations. You've made the cut. And uh, tell the guy in Sheboygan who's got a friend in Beaver Dam who knows somebody in Punxsutawney who has a friend in Rancho Cucamonga what you do for a living. What I do for
20: a living is I tell Viagra over the phone, my brother. So I'm an essential employee right now Working
6: from home I hear you, of course Very important God's gift to men Viagra And women too All right, Uh, Klondike in Des Moines Hello Klondike going Ben? What can a Klondike bar do for you? What would you do for a Klondike bar rather? Uh, Klondike, what do you do in Des Moines?
20: Oh well right now I'm unemployed Because
6: I worked at a movie theater So Oh, okay. Well, hopefully you'll get your job back once everything gets uh, Thank you, started. sir. You guys are doing a great job. Keep it up, bro. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Klondike. And uh, here we go. The way this works, I will, th- I will say a name. It's either coach, player, or entertainer. Your name is your buzzer, and we need the first. And for six points, you get the first half. For example, if I said Dave Roberts, coach, player, entertainer, you would say your name, you would say... He's a coach because he's a manager of the Dodgers. If you say Dodgers, you get the full credit. Here we go. Coach, player, entertainer. First name up for us, John Cooper, coach, player, entertainer. Klondike. Klondike. Coach. That is correct. Who does John Cooper coach?
20: Uh, um, Syracuse. I don't
6: know. You don't know. You're just making that up. Uh, Tampa All right. Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. It's coach, player, entertainer. the next name up, Jace Tingler, coach, player, entertainer. Jace Tingler. Entertainer. Great. Ray.
7: Entertainment.
6: Well, you seem very confident, Ray, considering he's the manager of the Padres, so uh, not nothing entertaining about that. Jace Tingler, the new manager of the Padres, who's yet to start uh, managing there. All right, let's keep it going. It's coach, player, entertainer. The next up, name up for us is Bobby Portis, coach, player, entertainer. Ray. Uh, who was in first? I think it was there? Ray. Ray, you were in first, Ray. Player. You think Bobby Portis is a player? That is correct. Who does he play for? The Boston Celtics. No, he plays for oh, the Knicks. Not you not were making time. that up, but you actually came somewhat close geographically. Same division. Yeah, you were not that far away. All right, it's coach, player, entertainer. The next name up for us we've got Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Anybody? Anybody? Ray, Klondike. Ray again. Uh, Ray again. I'm going to say player again. No. Uh, Matt Rule is oh. a coach. Uh, sorry about that. Next name up, we have Percy Miller. Percy Miller. Coach Klondike. Player. Klondike. Player. No. Percy Miller. Oh, entertainer. Oh, on it. Oh, you. All right. Did he say what I think he said? No, he didn't. Oh, oh I good. said entertainer. All right. Uh, yeah, it was that's Master P.
7: Yeah.
6: Uh, we're, we're out of time here. Koopa Loop short game. It's but tied. Who's the, we're ti- all right, tied. Last one. Hurry up. Mark Callaway, coach, player, entertainer. Ray. Ray. Coach. No! <laughs> we're still tied. He's an entertainer. The Undertaker. Uh, good game, Ray. It's The Undertaker. All right, well, you guys end up in a tie. I hate ties. Who wants ties? Nobody wants ties?
1: Can we have a shootout or something?
5: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia
5: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.